Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you want to extend your pet's life by a few hours, there are five essential things goldfish need to live. Number one, a fishbowl. Two, clean water. Three, a bunch of pink and only pink pebbles. Four, fish food. And five, a tiny decorative log that the fish will constantly get stuck in. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy. (laughs) Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Oh, I love it. appears we got a penis in the mail. (laughs) I glued my fucking eyes shut! (laughs) I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Uh, whoa! What is happening, everybody? Today is Tuesday, January the 10th. I need a 2017 wall calendar for my wall, because that shit still says December. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's episode number 366 of the Pendles on page. No, fuck! 367, 67. look at that yep. shit. The panels on pages.com podcast, flagship title of your podcast network. Find all them bitches at pcn.panelsonpages.com. I'm your host, your Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and join me on the line tonight. We've got Mr. Jason Nye. Four more years. Four more years. Jose Guzman. Don't sleep on Barry O. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly Harris. Everything smells like piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a good one. I, I oh. have a feeling in my belly that this is going to be a good show back we got we got, a, we got a, our first sort of fully 100 percent like regular format uh podcast in quite some time real so be fun. legit yeah i was like holy shit we we haven't talked in a while we just watched movies <laughs> real <laughs> we've just talked you know like yeah we, we just we had a lot of shit going on the first real legit news segment since October 4th, 2016. <laughs> Jeez. Fucking Q4 was nuts, yo. You should do the news from that week. Uh, no, that, <laughs> th- that news was weak sauce. That was Wonder Woman is bisexual, Man Ape and Black Panther, Stan Lee filmed four Marvel movie cameos in one day, Jason David Frank as Bloodshot, Warren Ellis relaunching Wildstorm, and the stars getting rich off of convention story. I forgot about that Warren Ellis thing. This week, we got some fucking barn burners. Yeah, we got some shit happening. This week. <laughs> like, like the universe is waiting for us. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's not necessarily all from the past week. I was like, you know what? I could go back to, like, December 28th. and then, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can still swing this. It's all right. It's all, no one's going to bust your balls. Nah. No, one's gonna, no one cares. It's okay. 
And if they want to, I say bring it. Yeah. We got voicemail. Dare you. We got Sons email. I got Twitter. It's, at it's at Believe Trump's in Nice. World. Yeah. Come find us. When they were fucking afraid of you. I got a gun. There. I'm right there. <laughs> I need to get a gun. <laughs> I thought like if you live in Florida, they just give you one. I mean, maybe I need to check the mailbox. Yeah, just cash in your Florida card. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's going on? Let's see here. Uh, oh, I do not. I do not have that uh, 2017 wall calendar uh, because Stefan Sajic is going to put out a Sunstone calendar that's like an 18 month there in a little bit. I'm freaking hyped about that. Nice. Very excited about that. Me so and going to be all straight all Sunstone stuff, and I love that shit. It's going to be amazing. Me and Mary got a couple of Star Wars art calendars coming in the mail. Should be here soon. And Nicole got me a uh, like a legit. Straight up, uh, word of the day, like stand up desk calendar from my office at work. Yes, and I gotta tell you, I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and those things always make you realize. I mean, you don't you don't know until you have something like that. Just how many fucking words there are that you never use. Like it's not <laughs> like you know, like you can't use something like this to brush up your vocabulary because no one will know what the fuck you're talking about. Like no one knows these words at all. And, like, the definitions for them are so much simpler than knowing what the word is. They're like, I'll just say the definition when I want to refer to this condition. It's fine. <laughs> There's no reason to do this. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, see what else? Uh, I, I, I put away, uh, finished Final Fantasy XV the other day, which is kind of nuts because the time it worked out, I just had a lot of free time. And so I put in, like, 40 hours into that bitch in, like, two weeks. It's kind of nice. a lot for me. I don't do that very often. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. Uh, it's a fucking fun game, though, man. The combat's kind of nuts. And there's some all kinds of side quests you can do once you finish the main story that I might want to go back to at some point. Because one of the last things they do kind of before the final confrontation is they introduce to you the idea of the Adamantois. Like, hey, there are all kinds of earthquakes going up on here. Because the whole thing, it, it, it plays out almost like uh, like a Grand Theft Auto. It's very much Final Fantasy, but it's this huge open world. You know, you drive around and activate missions and shit that way. You know, you progress story forward and all the side stuff. Hey, go investigate the earthquakes and, you know, the you go here to here, meet everybody up. And essentially, this mountain comes alive and it's a goddamn giant turtle. And it's like, hey, want to go fight this giant goddamn turtle? I'm like, nope, that looks hard. I think I'll go fight the end boss of the game instead. <laughs> because that's going to be way easier than this. Holy shit. So, I may go fight the Adamantis at some point. Because it looks like fun. And it looks fucking gorgeous. Um, why Why did the turtle wake up in the first start is let's go kill it? Because it's causing earthquakes and it's real mad and it attacks you first. Technically, it did attack you first. All you have to do is walk by it. And turtle's like, okay, fuck okay. you guys. Alright, then yeah. Then that, that dickhead had it coming. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fucking public hazard. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> it's Mitch greatest, McConnell. Greatest spy movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> the master of disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a turtle. <laughs> turtle, turtle. Uh, I watched It Follows uh, Night Before Last. You guys ever see that? I've heard no. of it. I need to see it, though. Uh, yeah, the, the repetition kind of preceded it for a long time for me, too, and I watched it. It's on... Hulu right now, I think it's going to be on Netflix in a couple of days. Um, it's fucking creepy. It's really creepy. The 
it starts out simple enough. This girl, you know, she meets this new guy. They kind of hook up a little bit. They have sex in this parking lot in his big badass car back when cars were big enough to have back seats to fuck in, which is kind of nice. And, you know, everything's going great. It's fine. And then, you know, she's kind of laying there, kind of talking about, oh, yeah, this is kind of nice and this is whatever, blah, blah, blah. He fucking chloroforms her and ties her to a chair like you do. And she wakes up on this chair and he's like, don't worry, man. It's cool. I'm not going to hurt you. It's just, you know, I need you to understand what's happening. I need you to know that it's real and it should be here any minute. And he fucking rolls her chair over and there's this like naked lady walking across the field towards the building. Like, okay, great. That's her. That's it. That's the thing. Uh, it can look like anyone. Uh, if it touches you, it will kill you and it'll come for me. Don't fucking let it touch you. I'm sorry, but now you got to pass this on to somebody else. And he fucking bounces. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's this girl, and this is this, you know, this fucking sexually transmitted demon that, like, you know, is like wherever she is, that thing is going to be walking in a straight line towards her. It only ever walks, and it's pretty slow, so it's fairly easy to like get ahead of it. But it's it relentlessly walks towards whoever has it at the time, murders the fuck out of them in horribly violent ways, and then moves on to the person that gave it to them. Does it and, have like, like... only? The people that have been infected by it can see it, which Does, is kind of fucking wild. Like it's it's real. It's a weird idea, weird concept, but it's executed really well. And there's some really cool, like you know, a lot of jump scare shit, of course, but like this really well shot. It has this odd, like all the cars and stuff make it look like it's in the '80s, but it's not. Everything about the movie doesn't scream '80s. It's weirdly timeless in that way because like, they're not really dressed like the '80s. It's kind. Of, it's kind of wild. I highly recommend it. It's a weird fucking movie. Does the monster have like Bamfine powers? Like, no. uh, but you know how like you know Jason and Michael Myers and Leatherface they always kind of are able to jump ahead of whomever they're chasing. So it doesn't have any sort of. It just always walks straight towards you. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that's kind of part of it is that you know you will often see it way in the distance before any of the other characters do just chilling just walking oh that's like, creepy i love it and oh, like when, it, when, it, when the camera pans across a crowd like any one of the people walking could be it you don't know oh until she sees it and reacts oh yeah so i mean there are a few times where like there's only one person walking very quietly like, oh there's got to be it whatever but there's sometimes where you're not a hundred percent sure if it's it or not like it's it's a fucking trip, you know, and it, it never gets, <laughs> and it never gets violent until it gets right up on the person. Otherwise, it's very just sort of, you know, kind of chill. And sometimes it looks very out of place, like you know, she's at her school, whatever. And she looks like just like old lady in a nightgown just walking across the the lawn of the school. She's like, that ain't right. <laughs> and that's kind of the first time she ever sees it. But sometimes it's like you know, her friend or just some girl or whatever. Like it doesn't always look freaky. Which is it's it's a really okay. it's really effective. So so it kind of does the like like the 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 agents in Matrix where they can kind of jump between agents like sure could it it kind of moves like that because I'm like couldn't you just get in a car and just drive to the airport and then get on a plane. <laughs> That is the thing. Because like, that's the one thing they never they never do that. I don't know if it's because like, you know, she's young and has no money or whatever, but like that was my thing too. I'm like, just go somewhere it can't walk. Right. Like, get yourself an island or something. Or like like hop a plane, like, you know, where are you at? Fucking, you know, Nebraska? Cool. 
Go to France. It's lovely there. Right. You can't walk to France. <laughs> but like, if you know, it can jump. Well, yeah, unless it doesn't need to breathe and it just walks underwater. Right. Yeah, and then you, yeah, yeah they do shoot it and like it gives a fuck about a bullet. You get so complacent. It, yeah. So like, like it just takes the, the straightest path. So if yeah. it's got to walk down into the water and just slowly take a month to walk to you, once you drop your guard, that yeah. bitch hits land, walks up. Like fucking parts of the Caribbean and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the land of the dead. That, you know. Yeah, you you Looking fly to Jack Sparrow. You you fly to France. You're living. You retire in France. You're there for like forty years, and you just <laughs> get complacent, and you forgot that this thing is following you. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door, and you think it's the cheese delivery, and it's the <laughs> the the crazy naked lady. You have a towel. This it's sounds cool. pretty like, rad. I, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a fucking trip. And, you know, I heard a friend start fighting back and they have just the worst fucking plan in the world. Like, like it's, 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 really, it's an obviously bad plan, but like, like, hey, I can see how they came up with it, but it's not even written as a good plan. Like, it's written as a bad plan. Like, it's cool. I, I recommend checking it out. It's definitely not as good as getting in a car and, and driving to the airport. That's a good, right, yeah, that's a that's good ass plan. That's the best plan. plan. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of that scene from Fallen with Denzel Washington when Time on My Side's playing. Wait. And, and it's just passing the, the demon from person to person. Ah. Uh, yeah. Who was the demon in that? Who was the bad guy? Well, it John Goodman at one point. It was all kinds of fucking people, but right, I don't yeah. remember wasn't it, who um, was the guy that started it. Wasn't it Casey Jones? Oh, that sounds familiar, yeah. Or the guy from Oz, whichever one of those two. Yeah, those guys. Exactly the same. Interchangeable. One of those guys. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Either Casey Chris Maloney or Casey Jones. Yeah, K- Casey Oz did it. <laughs> and then uh, they Elias Cotes. Uh, Elias Cotes. There you go. That's that's Casey Jones, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they put uh, the new season of Always Sunny on uh, Netflix. I watched that too. It's is that is that over or is that still going? Because I saw this chicks got her 11, own show. Like, it didn't seem like the end to me. Like they could do another one, I guess. Yeah, they. I thought they just started a new season. Oh, great! Then yeah, cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so she's just doing two shows. Yeah, uh, we watched me and Mary watched the first episode of The Mick, and it was it was pretty fun. I know what Caitlin Olson's in it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's her new Fox show. It's oh. uh, her sister has to uh, flee the country, and she's left to kind of babysit her rich, privileged uh, niece and nephews. Huh. All right. But what? She's kind of like the character from Sunny. Oh yeah, yeah. She's a piece of shit, and she moves into their crazy mansion, and and they're rich as fuck. That's cool. All right, man. I. There, there is. There needs to be an Emmy, like a special Emmy, for just expert use of goddamn it in a television show, and it'd be <laughs> always funny all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of those characters can craft the goddamn it God so damn well. It. It's beautiful. <laughs> like it's so good. So so good. Yeah, that's that's all I got. We're talking about. What's up, Kelly? Oh, well, last week I was not here uh, while you guys were watching Spooky Buddies too. You were here in spirit. <laughs> I was. You were here. Yeah, you hit a little Kelly ghost. <laughs> Your fucking pre-wrestling nap. Yeah, I went to I bed at like no Kelly ghost. 
at, actually, at this time last week, I was in bed. So I could wake up at 2 to watch uh, Wrestle Kingdom 11. What a That's commitment, homie. Tasha. It was a good show, and I planned to like get in an hour and a half before I had to get up and go to work, but I was too too hyped, too jacked up. Fucking jacked. <laughs> too hopped up. <laughs> no lie, like about wrestling. I don't know said, what who can sleep when this shit's about to happen. I don't know what it is that I clicked on or whatever, but Facebook keeps showing me ads for uh, New Japan World and Wrestle Kingdom 11. It's, try- it's trying to tell you. You should, uh, <laughs> you should get it. <laughs> Best eight fifty a month you can spend. I watched the whole... Uh, it was an ad, and I watched the whole Cody Rhodes intro, which, why can't he call himself Cody Rhodes? Like, is... Isn't that his not, name? No, his no, name is, is Runnels, is it not? Yes, his name is Cody Runnels, and WWE has Cody Rhodes. Like, come on, WWE. That's fucked up. Give him, give him a fucking break. Or, or why didn't they just... Why, why doesn't he call himself Cody Runnels? Or... That's what I get, yeah. Or spell Rhodes differently. Spell it like, like R-O-A-D. Roads. <laughs> so, so instead, he's the American Nightmare Cody. It's weird. Like... You know, that one badass, you know, named Cody. <laughs> like, fuck WWE for not letting him use the Rhodes name. That's, like... They'll eventually kiss and make up, and he'll be a huge star back in the WWE. But right now, that's just fucking horseshit. Yeah, and I, uh, my brother just, lent me uh, the Battle of Los Angeles uh, Blu-rays from this year. Oh, nice! I watched a little bit of that, uh, and that's, I just saw like on the back of the box that he's Cody R on that show. Yeah, yeah, he he does different names. It's Cody R or Cody. It alternates depending on what company he's in. I do love the commentary for Battle of Los Angeles because there's a match with uh, John Hannigan, the guy who's Johnny Mundo right now in Lucha Underground, and I forget the guy he wrestled, but it was a pretty good match. And uh, the crowd starts chanting ECW at him, and one of the guys is like, oh, yeah, that's right. This guy was uh, ECW champion. <laughs> and another guy goes, no, he was not. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, like the other ECW. was like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, Battle of Los Angeles is fun. How far have you uh, made it in to the shows? Uh, not too far. Uh, a couple episodes. Like, I watched... Um, I definitely remember seeing the Ricochet match, one of the first Ricochet match, and I'm like, oh, that's uh, fucking Prince Puma without his mask on. <laughs> like, look at that. And isn't he like a thousand times more charismatic without that mask on? It's weird. He's, he's an amazing athlete regardless, for sure. But yeah, something, I don't know, man, it might be the, the arena, too, because god damn, I, the first thing I was taken aback by watching it was there is, like, the crowd is close enough to beat on the ring. Like, they're fucking right there. There is no room for any nonsense. And yet, nonsense there is. Like, they fucking throw people outside and jump off the ring and shit like that. Like, just into bodies of people. They look so unsafe. <laughs> they look so unsafe. Yeah, so, better I mean, that get ready be part of it, too, you WrestleMania know? weekend, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. 
speaking of live wrestling, uh, on Friday night, I am seeing Pentagon Jr. at the local Brew City Wrestling. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty fucking hyped about that. <laughs> Lee was across the room when he heard that news, and it was like, from downtown! <laughs> Ratchet fell over, I had to put him back up. Come on, now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're bringing him in for their 13th anniversary show. So I that saw that and I was like, really scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm super excited to be scared that he's going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, tag match with him and Phoenix and... Uh, uh, fuck, what's the other guy? The Chris Hero and Tommy End, I think, they fight on that. That match is awesome. Tommy End is one of my favorite dudes in wrestling, and I'm so bummed out that he signed with the <laughs> Kelly's tweet was like, I hate it when my favorite wrestlers get signed by the WWE. It's like when the best actors get stuck on a shitty CBS drama. <laughs> it's like, it really that's, is. that's, that's a, a really apt description. But, man, WWE has some good stuff now and, now and again. It's like 30% good. Yeah, but it still pisses me off that Nakamura's been wasting his time for almost a year in NXT now. Yeah, but he's the champ. Yeah, but he shouldn't be working in front of 200 people in Largo. They're wasting his his career at this point. You're, You're not wrong with that. Uh, especially like 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 Nakamura and somebody like Samoa Joe, who isn't a young buck trying to learn the ropes. Like they've been in it for a while. Yeah, it it is wasting precious months of what could be a a finite career. That part is kind of strange. Like I, I, I don't watch a lot of NXT. You know, the only wrestling I watch in any kind of regularity is Lucha Underground, which is fine. And, you know, whenever I send you something crazy, yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. Like I watch that uh, that. Uh, the women's match. match, yeah, which is fucking nuts. You know, uh, the, Kelly is my my uh, my guide into other wrestling, and that's okay. Because you know what, I don't have three hours a week to burn on fucking Raw. I just don't. You know, no I'm one does. Never going to do that again. Yeah, no, I've com- pretty much completely stopped watching Raw. They show but all the, the best shit from I Raw. See NXT, fucking like Rhino was on that show. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck is Rhino doing on NXT? <laughs> like. This up and coming Rhino? Well, what the fuck is this? Since then, Rhino joined SmackDown, became a tag team champion with Heath Slater, lost his tag team championship, and now he has mutton chop sideburns and has a shirt that says vote for Rhino because he ran for political office in Mich- Michigan and lost. <laughs> Jesus. And then apparently on an episode of Talking Smack, he was dressed like Santa, was probably drunk and rubbing cookies on his nipples. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say Talking Smack? Right. Yes. Talking Smack is the SmackDown after show. You know, I connected those dots. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got that. Oh my god! Okay, like that's that's one of the few things that show is actually pretty great. Whenever I watch it, because it's it's a shoot almost. <laughs> yeah, hope that right. That's what, remember that awesome Miz promo where he just started shooting on Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, that's what that was from. Ah, uh, okay. I thought that was like a pay per view pre show or something. No, that was from talking. That was yeah. like the second or third week of talking. That Smack. shit was uncomfortable. <laughs> And that's every week. <laughs> well, shit, I need to watch Talking Smack, apparently. That's crazy, Sam. 
But yeah, uh, Wrestle Kingdom was great this year. You had the uh, the awesome main event between uh, Okada and Kenny Omega that is getting all sorts of buzz. Meltzer went nuts and gave it six stars. I, I saw kind of agree. out of five. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I loved it. I definitely say it's a classic and probably be my favorite match of 2017. So it's all downhill from here. <laughs> so yeah, the whole show was e- like easily the best four match stretch I've ever seen in the final four matches. A lot of good variety. A lot of not really anything bad. Uh, a lot of matches where you had like one guy was clearly the better. One. Like the uh, the Cody Rhodes match, he was not the better worker. His opponent was uh, Robinson, who fans of NXT may know as CJ Parker. And let oh me tell shit! CJ Parker has gotten to be a pretty great worker in the past year. I assumed a guy named Juice Robinson was a black guy. <laughs> uh, nope. CJ no. 1980s WWF, you'd be totally right. <laughs> you know, and there's an alternate universe where CJ Parker was completely blackballed from wrestling after he killed Kevin Owens in his debut WWE match. <laughs> <laughs> I through his brain. We almost all saw that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, because he like went for a palm strike on Kev- in Kevin Owens' debut match in NXT, fucked up, hit Kevin Owens square in the nose, and like just shattered it. Oh God! Jesus. But it was a pretty great moment because then you had the the accidental blood, and it just made Owens look and, badass. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, he, yeah, that that the story could have ended a lot worse for him. It feels like nothing yeah. like furious Kevin Owens too. No. It's like Furious Samoa Joe. <laughs> Killing Finn Balor at WrestleMania at uh, the NXT Dallas show. <laughs> yeah, and then you had after uh, the show, now in this week, Kenny Omega is working everybody into thinking that he's going to WWE, which is hilarious. <laughs> now, why is that hilarious? Because there's no way he's fucking signing WWE. No, it's just- <laughs> Why? He had such a good thing going? He... The amount of shit that he has talked about that company is insane. Ah, Plenty of people have talked shit about that company and gotten their jobs back. Kelly, they fired Cassius Ono for being fat and rehired him fatter. (laughs) 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 Cassius Ono, uh, Lee, is Chris Hero. Okay. They just re- they just re-signed him and but he originally was let go because he didn't want to work out as much as everybody else. Or that that was the rumor. But correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly. But he That was the rumor, but like a lot of people, myself included, assumed that he had some sort of injury that was that ah. wasn't allowing him to work out at the rate that they yeah. wanted. The, the the story was that he wasn't fitting the WWE mold, so they they released him and just brought him back, and he's got to be 
shit, 50 pounds heavier than when they released him? <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> Good for you, man. man getting work. Good for That's you, right. man. Fucking... Yeah, I, I really don't think Omega would go to WWE purely because dude loves living in Japan. Dude love? Yeah. <laughs> oh, have mercy! <laughs> fucking loves living in Japan. Like, that is everything he likes there. He speaks the language fluently. Like, he's lived there for ten years. I don't see him uprooting things. And he's probably... Pretty sure he's signed through the next year. <laughs> and he's probably seen what they've done with uh, the Bullet Club and how they're just kind of floundering. And he's like, eh, yeah, maybe I'll stay over here and be uh, a, a big fish. Exactly. And he's were- always kind of struck me as a dude that doesn't really care about money much. He seems to be kind of the guy that just wants enough to live and to be able to go play his crazy Street Fighter tournaments. <laughs> yeah, but the WWE thing now too is like it's not like it's the Attitude Era where they're slinging a shitload of money. Like, yeah, the, the top guys are doing okay, but they're not making. You know, the the rank and file guys aren't making a shitload right. of cash. Yeah. yeah, John John Cena's making money. Randy Orton's making money. Maybe like another five top guys are are making good money, and everybody else is is pretty much struggling. I would assume. Yeah, and I mean, right now, Kenny Omega and the Bucks both all sell more merch than most of the top than most of like the WWE roster. That's where the money is. Yep. Yeah, I don't see it. I really think he is working. Everyone, I've seen multiple dates for when his contract is up floating around, and I do believe that some of the ones that are closer are ones that he is himself floating to people as bad information. (laughs) He's working people so hard, he got John Cena to post a picture of him on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of John Cena's Instagram. Okay, okay. I like this. This is John Cena's Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I saw it and didn't believe it was real because it's just so fucking weird. It is. <laughs> like, it's just him posting just random pieces of art and, like, just pictures of Bruce Lee and shit. It's like, it's like the Instagram of your weird 19-year-old cousin. Yeah! <laughs> Isn't that kind of what Instagram is for, though? You, but you would think John Cena's Instagram would be him fucking... You know, cleaning and jerking, and and uh, you know him just, and just cleaning and jerking <laughs> off in the kitchen. Him and Nikki Bella, and you know him yeah, on yeah, set, yeah. cleaning and, shit and like jerking that. off in the kitchen. Instead, <laughs> it's fucking just weird, random shit. Because he is a weirdo, and he likes to fuck with people. <laughs> He's such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> no, okay, not to to jump in on Kelly's week, but. Uh, last night after Raw, they played an episode of Total Divas. I don't know why. It's an E show. But, you know, it's all. Last week, too. What? That last. Oh, okay. So I got sucked into an episode of Total Divas. And I 100% blame Kelly for this because he loves Total Divas. It's true. But, but you know what? You. If you look past, like, the trashy, you know, Kardashian style reality show uh, format of it. Uh, it does have a lot of great tits. <laughs> like, there's a lot of yeah. 
There's a I'm like, lot. Where's he going with this? Because that's the whole show. There a, it is. Okay. A lot of really great tits uh, that you can watch. But besides that, there's there's some interesting, you know, uh, interaction between you know the the WWE superstars. The most interesting interactions of all are between John Cena and Nikki Bella, who I described <laughs> to Kelly as their whole relationship is like the first half of. Fifty Shades of Grey before they sign the contract, like that's that's how they interact with each other. He is such like a weirdo Christian Grey. He did make her sign a contract. He fucking did. He did. <laughs> now that I think about it, no, I remember that because like I watched that first season. <laughs> so. I'm very good. Okay, I, I know that Total Divas exists, right? And I get that it's a fucking reality show falling around those chicks. But like, is it is it mostly shoot stuff or is it just bullshit like work reality TV stuff? Oh, it's mostly reality TV stuff. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. But you know, there's some, there's some real you know quote unquote real stuff in there. I'm sure, but. But that is an odd brand extension. I've always been uh, intrigued by it. It is especially weird because it breaks kayfabe in yeah. that Lana's on that show without her fucking Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I wondered because I, I knew about shit like that. So I'm like, is this uh, like she's fucking straight up bullshit or what? What's happening? She is straight up from Jacksonville. Yep. And like last night, the episode I watched, it was all about. How uh, the the office wanted uh, Natalia Natty Nightheart to turn heel, so it was all about you know her gearing up to turn heel, you know, uh, completely breaking kayfabe. Huh? For a fucking I don't know that I, know that I like that. I, I mean, know. we're it, this is a different age we're in yeah, right now. The k- yeah. kayfabe is dead to an extent. We all know it. <laughs> we all know it for sure. But like, but. I don't know. I mean, even Triple H breaks kayfabe on his Instagram, posting pictures of himself with every new like NXT yeah, champion. Photos with everyone he can. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be on the run from Seth Rollins, but he's taking pictures with American Alpha after they win their titles. <laughs> you know, my favorite character in Total Divas is really a uh, voice of reason, Renee Young. <laughs> Oh, Renee Young is such a beautiful pixie dream girl. She's taken over the role of John Cena as the voice of reason. <laughs> John used to be the voice of reason in the first couple of seasons, but now Renee is there, and they seem to insert her into every single story to talk sense into someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, Paige, here's what you're doing. That's stupid, and let me tell you why. Stop dating Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pitt gets mad and throws her coffee and storms off. Yeah. And then uh, Alberto fights a ninja turtle and uh, goes and fights a dude in a nightclub and goes gets arrested and fights his brother at the police station. And that's the last I heard. Yep. And then uh, Paige gets a tattoo of Alberto underneath her tit, and they get married. Yeah. At the end. What? Yeah, they're married. You didn't know that? I know she had a crazy tit tattoo. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, big old Alberto right underneath her left tit. <laughs> Alberto My thing is that Alberto got into a fight with the mentor. <laughs> See, I, mean, I don't even how under- does that work? I don't even understand that reference. <laughs> was okay. he in like Times Square and there was one of those take a picture with me mascots? So they were at a lucha show. I'm not gonna lie, guys, this page is easy to look at. Uh, I like. Oh. I like her more recently when she stopped doing the raccoon eye makeup. Yeah. She did she does more like a smoky eye now, which is much more pleasing to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, no. but also uh you're younger than me. Yep. Well now it just feels creepy. Kelly Face. <laughs> <laughs> but so what happened was Alberto and Paige were at some indie show in Mexico and apparently there's some sort of misunderstanding. And there's in, well, in Mexico, there's a couple uh, Ninja Turtles, <laughs> <They're>, uh, <laughs> Los Tortugas, and one of them was talking to Paige, and apparently there's some sort of misunderstanding, and Alberto got real mad, thought they either said something or or touched her, which started off a brawl between him and the Ninja Turtle. And they fought out of the backstage area and into the arena where the crowd could see it. <laughs> well, meanwhile, Paige is yelling, he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how uh, Alberto Del Rio fought a uh, ninja girl. That's great. That's a great story. <laughs> oh. And then a couple of weeks later, covered the walls of a police station in Austria with his mother's blood. <laughs> I'm I'm scrolling through Paige's Instagram, and of course, she has a picture of Mickey and Mallory from uh fucking what the hell is that movie called? Natural Born Killers. killers. Yeah, I'm convinced the only way this ends is with her and Alberto killing each other. Uh, I think the way or it riding ends off a cliff. The the way it ends is she leaves WWE, they get a divorce, and she comes back. <laughs> I mean, I don't wish death on either of them, so. No, I don't either. Sure you don't. Holy shit. Holy shit, you guys. Huh. I dropped a picture of the chat of this tattoo that simply must be seen to believe, be believed. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Jose, let's get tag belts. <laughs> let's, let's get it on our shoulder, though. <laughs> <laughs> like it's called, you're holding it. Ah, to those uh, listening at home. Dude got a tattoo of the old WWF Winged Eagle World Championship on his tummy. Like, the whole tummy. Yeah. Like, the size of the fucking belt. Like, from it his... Like as the outline of the belt, like, it will be wrapped around the side yeah. once it's done. Yeah, it looks like the tattoo isn't done yet. That's kind of amazing. Kind I'm trying of to find if there's any video of this Ninja Turtle fight. Because there's always dudes with cameras at indie lucha shows. Right, right, right. Oh, shit, that's amazing. What you got going on, guys? So, uh, kind of shed a few tears tonight as uh, 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 our greatest president of our generation said goodbye to the nation and left us in the hands of an orange weirdo who pays prostitutes Uh. to piss on things. So, uh, really kind of uh, a watershed moment. Uh, But before that, uh, Mary and I, we had heard rumblings of the chicken. Rumblings? Rumblings. 
rumblings of the chicken McGriddle being seen in Orlando. Is that like a like a chupacabra? It's a no. It's like a, <laughs> a McDonald's McGriddle, but with a <laughs> chicken patty on it. <laughs> a chupacabra running around in a chicken berry. Jose's fucking stoned laugh. <laughs> and uh, we were going to uh, go grocery shopping last night. And we always, when we're going out grocery shopping, we always stop somewhere to eat beforehand because you don't want to go grocery shopping hungry. So we stopped, we stopped at McDonald's and they've got one of those electronic menus like cycling through and we're just looking at the menu and it was like fucking it was like seeing a chupacabra or or a sasquatch like we saw a chicken mcgriddle flash on the screen <laughs> just for for a nanosecond and uh we we're like oh we go back go back yeah go back. yeah what? we asked we, we asked the cashier like you guys you guys got the chicken mcgriddle what up what up you got that chicken mcgriddle and she was like we do have it let me see let me see if i can find it and she's like yep chicken mcgriddle right here and they got it on the all-day breakfast menu. So we were like, one chicken McGriddle, please. We're going to share it and try it. And you know what? Decent. Uh, we both gave it a four out of five. We both say it needs uh, egg and cheese. It's basically just the McGriddle uh, sandwich with the, the uh, with basically a McChicken patty in the middle, but nothing else. Yeah. No sauce, no cheese, no egg. I don't fuck with that uh I don't fuck with that McGriddle bread. I don't know. Oh man, McGriddles are great. I enjoy a good Mc- McGriddle. McGriddles Too are great. Maple-y. I mean, well yeah, I mean if you don't like maple then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a bad time with a McGriddle. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. It's so, not for me. So it's it's very much like a like a chicken and waffles type situation you got going on. But I did have a sausage egg and cheese McMuffin Last week at 6.30 p.m. And it was wonderful. A McMuffin? The sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin is where the fuck it's at, son. <sighs> what, what type of weirdo eats McMuffins? They're so fucking good. <laughs> no, no, McMuffins are good. Now, if I'm getting any type of breakfast item at McDonald's, it better be on a McGriddle or a biscuit. I'll accept no substitutes. No. Uh, McDonald's biscuits are hot garbage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the biscuits are bullshit, but the but the McMuffin you get you grab two of them, yeah. you eat two of them bad babies. Now, does this did this McMuffin does it have the yellow folded egg or does it have le, like the egg McMuffin egg on it? It's got the the egg disc. Ugh, oh god, that circle egg. Oh, yeah, that egg, you got the, like, a, like yeah. a piece of sausage, and you got your egg disc and entirely too much garbage processed cheese. No, get out of here. It was the first time I'd eaten McDonald's food. In probably eight months. <laughs> I, I went to McDonald's for the sole purpose of letting my two-year-old run his ass off the play place for a while so I could have some peace and goddamn quiet. I love it. Uh, I felt, you know what? We all had a good time. <laughs> I felt really horrible because after I tweeted about our Chicken McGriddle experience, I'm like, oh my god. I just tweeted about us going to McDonald's for dinner, and earlier today I tweeted about getting five items from Taco Bell for eight dollars and thirty four cents. <laughs> well, like, what is what is going on with my diet? <laughs> hey, my appetite's back though, so fuck it. And really, eight dollars and thirty four cents for a chicken quesarito, a soft taco, two of those double stack thingies, and a Holy drink. Shit, for eight dollars and thirty four cents, that's a lot. Yeah, 
Chipotle can suck it. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I felt like a new man after that. Uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on... Jose, I don't know if you've been keeping up with your Twitter lately. But I tweeted... What is all this weird shit? <laughs> Maybe if you would respond to one of Mahoney's tweets, he would stop sending you weird shit. <laughs> yeah, what's the deal with that? It's Mahoney knows that Jose neglects his Twitter. So he's just tweeting weird just shit at him. The weirdest shit. <laughs> Let me see. Mahoney was ready to delete his Twitter last week, and I was like, "You no, you stop. No, you gotta stop no. because there's there's so much good to be had, and and we need you as part of our community on Twitter." Bro, David, he would have thousands of followers. <laughs> this is what he linked to me from Iced Mocha. <laughs> She looked down at the spilled ketchup on her bare stomach. The napkin was close by, but the fires were closer. A poem. The fries. <laughs> Not the fires. So, this, this... Oh, the fries. Oh, <laughs> uh, you dyslexic, wonderful human being. Uh, said fires to me, man. You're such a sweet boy. <laughs> So I, uh, I tweeted this story at Jose because I thought he would enjoy it. Uh, the headline from The Hollywood Reporter is, Kevin Costner went looking for mushrooms with a stuntman while filming Robin Hood. So it's Kevin Costner in his Robin Hood costume. I'm assuming they're in like Sherwood Forest or uh, on Nottingham Hill or whatever. And he's got a stuntman who's, I think, is one of uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham's uh, guards or whatever. And the the stuntman's like, "Yo, bro, you wanna you wanna go fucking you wanna go look for some fucking mushrooms?" <laughs> and Kevin Costner was like, "You speaking my language, homie?" So they went looking for mushrooms, and Kevin Costner wasn't finding any, but the stuntman kept finding a bunch, and Kevin Costner wasn't having any luck. And Kevin Costner was finally like, you know what? Like, we're just about to do a scene. Like, maybe we shouldn't be high on mushrooms. Uh, oh, by the way, like, how are you finding all these mushrooms? But I'm not finding any. And the stuntman's like, when you take a mushroom, it tells you where the other mushrooms are. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end of the interview, it was um, it was a, a Rich Eisen show. The end of the interview, uh, Rich Eisen's like, so uh, did you ever go back and and find some mushrooms he's like maybe <laughs> i just love i love this story of fucking 90s kevin costner dressed as Re uh, robin hood just tripping out on mushrooms I, that I, is an amazing 90s story i wish i was there uh that's incredible incredible what you got going on jose man so the 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 lady gets on her her Netflixes her, her her binges. She blew through like twenty two seasons of Amazing Race in like two months. <laughs> Just ridiculous. So she started Orange is the New Black. Nice. And in like three days, she's almost caught up 
to where they're at. And so are I've you kind of been wa- watching that with her on and off? Okay, that's a good show. But yeah, it is. When you watch that much prison back to back to back, you start picking up tendencies. I caught her in the kitchen <laughs> stealing my fucking crackers in her bra. <laughs> 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 that's a, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, she says, shit's hard and get walking. <laughs> I love it. And then we're watching, uh, uh, I don't know how it happened, but somehow we binge watched Fuller House. <laughs> you guys watching that jam? No. No. The no. Jam of my television. wife and daughter love it. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not horrible. Yeah, it is. It's eh, it's got some moments. I mean, you know, it's, it's exactly it's, as horrible as it's supposed to be. Like if it wasn't horrible, yes. it wouldn't be Full House. But it it knows it's bad. It's yeah, not exactly. just like, it has to be bad. But it's all right. It's a, it's a good jolly old laugh. But I was watching Obama, just waiting for that Wolf of Wall Street moment where he just looks at the crowd. They're going crazy. And he grabs a mic and he's like, fuck it. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm fucking something. staying right fucking here. You can't get rid of me. Waiting for something. Some sort of mic drop moment where, like, before the show, I was like, where he, he admits that Wizards and Hogwarts is real. Or <laughs> he, at the end of the speech, he's like, all right. And last thing, weed is now legal across the country. Congratulations. But... <laughs> He didn't because he's classy and he went out the way he came in, the way he fucking uh, was president for eight years. We, we should have known better. He was pimpling it on that fucking podium. <laughs> that he is without a doubt the president all time president with the best strut. Oh, yeah. Like you can't even compete. No. Uh, like maybe yeah. FDR. Nobody. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You caught me off guard. I was about to make the exact same joke, and it fucked me up. <laughs> so is there like, an echo? Yeah. the The words came out of your mouth first. I'm like, I, I don't know. What, I wasn't planning to follow up my own joke. <laughs> Fuck. You got me. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Oh shit! Look, fire. There, there's there's a scene in Fuller House <laughs> that I I'm working on a theory that it is a theory. Fuller House is the prequel to Walking Dead. <laughs> we we found out how how the plague has spread. So there's a scene where they're reenacting like a ghost scene, but they're hand mixing hamburger. And then they never wash their hands. And they're just touching like all kinds of shit. People's faces. They play a game of Twister. A hawk is involved. And all of this contamination. And they just spread it from San Francisco. The disease started in San Francisco. Easy there. Like, that sounds really gross. That's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think what you were going for 
it started in Philadelphia. <laughs> I always heard it started in like the Amazon. <laughs> well, it started there. It was perfected in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, actually, that's not even my joke. I can't take credit for it. That's uh, not my joke. No, no, you no. Wanna guess whose joke that is? I'll Ooh. give you one hint: a professional actor from an AMC television program. <laughs> Michael Cudlitz. <laughs> uh, no, that is a John Hamm original. Oh, that's nice. John Hamm's funny. I love John Hamm. I use of, that joke of, all the time. And I, I have to give him credit every time because it's so fucking good. No, it's a good no, joke. No, the, it's a good joke. You you could have you could have rolled with that. I no, no, I gotta. I gotta I gotta give my boy Ham his due. <laughs> Ham and bubbly. Solid joke. Good joke. Wow. Yes we can. Yes we ham. <laughs> ham twenty twenty. No fuck it. Ham twenty seventeen. <laughs> he's not gonna be covered in piss. Well, we don't know what he's into. I mean, and if he does, if he is covered in piss, you know what? He'll look amazing doing it. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's Trump world. Everyone pees. Donald Trump just looks like he came out of the womb like that. <laughs> I do think it's very funny, and even Lee had this same reaction before the show. That there is a small contingent of people are, who are like, yeah, 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 fuck Donald Trump, this is disgusting. But, you know, you know, let's chill on shaming all the people who like to get pissed on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like to get pissed on doesn't disqualify you from being president. I mean, you know. Like, everybody's got their own kinks, you know? Yeah, somewhere there's some guy out there that loves getting pissed on thinking, don't let me in with yeah. this psycho. I think I saw <laughs> I think I saw a tweet that was like, man, somebody was so excited to get pissed on tonight, and then they went on Twitter and they're like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it's harsh in my buzz. Harsh in my piss buzz. Oh, shit. Thanks, oh Obama. <laughs> Thanks, you know Obama. what? Yeah, thanks, Obama. Yeah, really, Why thanks, not? thanks. Yeah. Legitimate thanks, Obama. <laughs> it's gonna be a uh, real interesting to see how many people's lives are fucking shattered the next four years. This is the uh, what is it? The the twentieth yeah, homeboy this, comes in yeah. this, this in is, this motherfucker. This is the second to last uh, popcast before uh, it becomes the Trump cast. You know, people. I'm sure. Now I just realized this. People are gonna be filling up buckets of piss just to throw at him. Well, that's that's not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. No, he could be killed. Yeah. I'm not oh, saying it should easy, happen. Easy but I'm not saying of, uh, Shout out sad. to our boy Jeff with a great tweet uh, oh. over the weekend. Oh yeah. Uh, Looking up that hero that wants to impress Jody Foster this year. <laughs> that is, it, it. It's one of my most favorite tweets of all time because it uh, makes you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when you it connect the you dots, it's wonderful. That the world could be a better place. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't specify. It could be a man or a woman who is yeah. the hero trying to impress Jody Foster. Yeah, you go opportunity. Now, the interesting thing, I, I will say this kind of about Trump, that I, I listen to some podcasts, I forget which one, they're talking about the the notion of Trump being a a populist. Like, he doesn't like it when people don't like him. And he, he gets all, 
pissy when like people being mean to him or whatever. So he oh, wants yeah. people to like him, you know. So he reacts like Cartman. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's not. He's not falling through all this crazy shit he said he was gonna do when he was campaigning because he knows that he can and make people mad at him. He doesn't want people to be mad at him. Like that's why he was quick to step in on the uh, the the ethics committee thing. You know, people were like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Guys, you can't do this shit," even though you know whatever. So it might not be as bad as we think. Like, because enough people tweet at him and get pissy, then like he he, he buckles. So maybe it won't be terrible. Well, and <laughs> and you know. You know what that means? We gotta fucking tweet at him and make him pissy. <laughs> Kelly? Yeah. I've been doing it. I know. You're fucking leading the charge. <laughs> Heroes wear capes. <laughs> Sometimes you just say mean things to people. <laughs> oh my god. We're all old men. Our, our days on the front lines are, are long past. We're counting on you. You're yeah, that. We, we had our time during the Bush years, Kelly. Yeah. It's your turn. You're that I'll new generation. You're that new generation that Obama was talking about. Come on, blood. Come on, new blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought my uh, George W. Bush, not my president, T-shirt back in 2005. I, I've been there. I voted <laughs> Nader for Nader voting motherfucker. Yeah, I voted for Nader and John Kerry. Yuck. <laughs> that's not the first nor will it be the last time that John Kerry <laughs> said out loud yeah yeah uh, probably nightly from that uh, ketchup chick yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> every time he steps out of the shower he's just like ugh. John Kerry <laughs> oh, so I figured like at the end of the night all of a sudden she's like ugh John Kerry, and he's like, "I'm right here." <laughs> she didn't recognize him. She didn't recognize him because she thought he was the tree standing outside the window. <laughs> and then he just kind of shakes himself loose like some Lord of the Rings shit. <laughs> Brock, maybe you can help me. My wife always thinks I'm Treebeard. What do I do? Uh... Yeah, Joe, amazing. John Kerry's talking to me again. I did love uh, towards the end of Obama's speech when he was shouting out all his fam. I was just waiting for him to be, and don't forget my N-word, Joe! He <laughs> yeah. was like, Finger I gained a brother. And the crowd was like, woo, brother! Grabs the mic and he goes, Brock said I could say the word, but only when he's around. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Joe calls him Barry. Just saying. <laughs> Come on, Barry O. <laughs> That's incredible. Did you guys see the final uh, anger translator video? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, pretty good. The best part was Peel as Obama at the end. He's he's like, "Well, America, it's been real. <laughs> it's been good." It hasn't been real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I always love it when Luther comes up from the bottom of the frame. <laughs> I love the fucking the dumb gag, but I love it. Yeah. The old elevator trick. Good stuff. 
let's uh let's take this break. We'll come back, talk about the news, talk about some comic books, have a proper second half. Yeah, man. Yeah, if you want to email us, you can do that by sending it to popcast at pebblesonpages.com or I'll leave us a voicemail 616-951-1-POP. And, uh, we'll be back in a minute. Uh, love you. Bye. Break! It kills me not to know this, but I've all but just forgotten what the color of her eyes were and her scars or how she got them. Has the telling signs of age rain down a single tear is dropping through the valleys of an aging face that this world has forgotten. That will put me in my place And there is no time like a present To drink these draining seconds
Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something-something, they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com, click that banner at the top of the page, or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com, or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpage.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the side, side up, and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast so check it out rip.panelsonpages.com 24 hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome check it out and uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast so Kelly are you still rocking the uh, holiday dum-dums I think we might have some around the house We, we still have plenty left what was your uh, what was your favorite holiday dum dum? In all honesty, I don't think I actually ate any. <laughs> I know we had them, but well, I actually don't think I actually had any. Well, if you if there are still some around the house, I would suggest the sugar cookie flavor. It's Ooh. uh it's like white, like uh like an off white color, uh, and uh, it's almost got like a. Like a pina colada flavor to it a little bit. I mean, that's okay. what I—that's what I thought it was at first until I realized it was sugar cookie. I'm eating green apple right now, which I don't understand how that is holiday flavored. I mean, the fuck are you talking about? Uh, green, I ho- guess. Holiday dum dums, but like they've got an apple cider flavor, which that makes sense. That's holiday, but like green apple, what the fuck? Get out of here! That's not even a holiday. Who eats a green apple on Christmas? Goddamn Grinch. Huh. Oh man, mine tastes like frankincense. <laughs> mine tastes like myrrh. <laughs> uh, I, I sat Mary down tonight and we watched a bunch of Billy on the Street clips because I got turned on to Billy on the Street uh, on one of our flights. Uh, the uh, you know the TV and the seat back had like three episodes yeah. of Billy on the Street, so I burned through all those and I loved it. So I, I know who he is. I've never seen the show, though. You really need to... Uh, wh- if ever one of the bits pops up in your feed, you should click on it, because it's it's really great. Like, you know right. who he is? Like, you watched Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know he's, who he is. He's the yelling gay guy. And yeah, yeah. he is very much the yelling gay guy on his show, and uh, <laughs> they do one bit with uh, Will Ferrell and they're both wearing Christmas onesies and they're going around asking people you know like what's the best Christmas movie and they're asking Christmas questions and uh, such like that and they happen upon this one lady and they're like okay what's better gold frankincense or myrrh <laughs> and she's she's thinking and she's thinking she's very nervous and they're, they're like looming over her and she goes gold and they both go no it's myrrh <laughs> <laughs> It's really great. I wish I had uh, True TV or whichever channel carries Billy on the Street, but all the best bits they end up putting on YouTube anyhow. That's high praise, son. Yeah, uh, like uh, 
uh, I showed Mary a couple. He brings on Rachel Dratch and puts her through obstacle courses. One one of them was uh, Escape Margot Robbie's Moment. And then another was uh, <laughs> Leah Remini's Escape from Scientology. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's good shit. It's good shit. I, I would hi- highly recommend. Highly recommend. Oh, that's amazing. So, uh, you want to do some news? Let's do some news. Uh, I'm going to play my news sounders so that I can do like my little news intro and shit like that. But it's going to sound like garbage to you guys. Uh, okay. We were playing around during the break. The, the Ripped commercial was playing. And they were able to hear a bit of the Ripped commercial for like for like a millisecond. It was weird. weird. It's, it's it came trying, in and out. It's like a ghost try, uh, trying to fight through. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, speaking All of ghosts. sounders are EMF. Speaking of ghosts, before before we move on to the news, uh, I like where this is. Going. I self-diagnosed myself as having as a uh, ghost as having <laughs> night hallucinations because <laughs> uh, I have a thing where maybe about like an hour after I go to sleep, I will wake up and I will see things, and you know I'm awake and aware, but I'm thinking I'm seeing these things, and it's usually black. Uh, masses, either either people or animals or like spiders and shit like that. And I wake up and I ah, see this shit and oh it freaks God. me out. And and it happens pretty regularly. It's fucking annoying. You know, that's terrible. I'll, you know, a annoying. Lot of the, yeah, it's annoying. Annoying. Is the word you're gonna use for that? <laughs> it's annoying. And, you know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, it'll it'll get me up and I'll I'll be like looking for whatever this thing is and it'll wake her up and then she'll be like ah you're just sleepwalking and I'll be like no I'm not sleepwalking and then we'll turn the light on there'll be nothing and I'll be like okay I'm sleepwalking fuck off and uh <laughs> last night uh after about an, uh, an hour after I went to bed after watching total divas I wake up and I the see the big looming black John Cena in the corner I see something <laughs> As if it's like right in my grill, like right up in my grill. Like there's no context for it. It's not like I was dreaming about it or whatever, but there was something right in my face and I shoot up and I fucking scream. (laughs) Jesus. And it wakes her up. We flip the lights on. There's nothing. And then I'm just, I'm fucking incensed that I keep having this happen and you know i'm i'm not sleeping well because of it and well, no it's of course wake, not <laughs> it's waking her up and it's just so frustrating today i finally like googled it and i came upon like you know you said Jax has night terrors and and night oh, yeah. terrors was one of the things that it pointed to one of the things it pointed to was uh night hallucinations and and it, it sounded very similar to what I've been dealing with, and it's fucking, it's it's not great. And you know what they attribute it to? Uh, stress and not getting enough sleep, uh, huh. not getting a restful sleep. So uh, I, I need to to find a way to not have stress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you if you do that, <laughs> let and, everyone know and, yeah, and pass uh, that on. And you know Holy what? Uh, you know I I expect I'll have a very restful night sleep tonight because as jose knows today was without any stress whatsoever right (laughs) 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 Uh, 
any any day where you're furiously texting multiple people asking for loans is uh, a real real uh, fucking non-stressful day. Oh, fucking sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, night hallucinations. Uh, sleep tight, everybody. Fuck that's All God. Right. Nothing worse than a story about your brain just fucking just betraying you. <laughs> God, like I'm, I would much rather sleepwalk and talk in my sleep. I mean, obviously, or tear a dog banner <laughs> off the wall. What did I? What did I do? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to. I'm. Pro- I've probably told this story on the show before. I used to have a video store vinyl banner of Dogma over my bed. It had the whole cast, and it was like six foot long. It, str- it stretched the width of my bed, and I would have it hanging over the head of my bed. And multiple, probably four times while I had that hanging over my bed, I ripped it off of the wall while I was Jesus sleeping. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez. I only, as far as I know, I've only slept walk once in my life, and that was when I was like seven when the first Pokemon game came out. And my mom found me wandering around the apartment in the middle of the night and asked me what I was doing. And I looked at her. Well, not... I actually didn't look at her because I was asleep. And I just said, I'm trying to find Bill. (laughs) Uh If you played the game, you know it was a dude you have to find in that game. (laughs) And then uh, limits were set on how much I could play Pokemon in a day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my grandfather used to get up in the middle of the night and make popcorn in his sleep. Oh <laughs> my! Like it was crazy town. Now, for Jax doesn't never has yet to walk around, but he would wake up and just be freaking out, like talking and like making mumbling noises. He wasn't talking well at the time yet, but like his eyes would be open. But this is very much a the lights are on, but no one's home kind of yep, deal. Yep. Like there's nothing you can do to get him the fuck to come out of it. It was crazy. Uh, Again, pro- his little brain just betraying the fuck <laughs> out of him. Probably one of my best sleep-talking moments of all time was... Uh, where were we? Uh, New York? Uh, the the six-packs of danger, Jose? <laughs> <laughs> six-packs of danger. <laughs> I just... He just says it in the middle of the night. I'm like live-bleeding <laughs> the crazy shit he's saying. <laughs> I got six-packs of danger. And that was it. That was it. And he's got like his fist up in the air. I was like, all right, guy. (laughs) But like, I've never, like when we've been on trips, I'll sleep talk, but I've never had like sleep hallucinations or I've never slept walked. You've never seen like a big black Tito in your room. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Fucking nuts. So, there's that. All right, let's do the news. Sorry, let's do the news. Sorry for that detour. Never, never apologize. Look at all these night terrors. The free show. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. We will Fuck do it, it live. In five, four, three. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for January 10th, 2017. Sucks. Where is the Batman? If you're <laughs> if you're Ben Affleck last week, his starring and directing turn in a solo Bat flick is without a script and might never happen. 
if you're Ben Affleck this week, the script rules and it's going to be great, so shut up about it. Uh, if you're Ben Affleck next week, is it still too late to join the cast of the Daredevil series? <laughs> Marvel CEO Ike Perlmutter may serve as an advisor to President-elect Donald Trump. Probably because Trump heard that Perlmutter has been pissing all over the Fantastic Four for years, and he's secretly <laughs> into that kind of thing. <laughs> Don't tell the Russians. Uh, comics writer and Prime co-creator Gerard Jones has been arrested on child porn charges, and not, surprisingly, for co-creating Prime. <laughs> Marvel has revised its digital code program and instead of receiving a digital copy of the digital copy of the paper comic you just bought, here's some digital garbage. You put it in your recycle bin. Comic fans are up in arms about this news because apparently they didn't hear about the guy arrested for child porn. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> the synopsis for Thor Ragnarok points directly to a showdown between the God of Thunder and the Incredible Hulk in a gladiator arena. While Tom Hiddleston has teased a Loki Doctor Strange showdown. Throw in Paul Bettany's vision, and it might be the most British thing since the Queen of England shat out a soccer ball while avoiding the dentist. <laughs> and finally. Rob Liefeld has inked a seven-figure deal so that fundamental films can ensure that no one ever makes a movie out of his extreme universe. <laughs> fundamental films, not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need right now. And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for January 10th, 2017. Wow. Infotainment. All right. News, motherfuckers. News. News. Look at that. So, <laughs> w Warner Brothers can't catch a goddamn break because nope. they had trouble with Batman v Superman. Oh, thanks. Thanks, CBR, for your autoplay videos. Oh, you're, yep. <laughs> you're really the worst, aren't you? Really the worst. So, they had, you know... The fans and critics didn't like Batman v Superman, which uh, another bit of news is that uh, Batman v Superman was is on the short list for the most Razzie nominations this year. It's fucking terrible, you guys. Uh, Suicide Squad didn't fare much better, and you know there's there there's a lot of shuffling going on behind the scenes. But Warner Brothers always thought their one ace in the hole is going to be a Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that Batman going. It'll be all right. And fucking last week, Ben Affleck is spouting off at the mouth about how it's not a set thing and there's no script. If it doesn't come together in a way I think is really great, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Good for you. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him, but uh, yeah. not great for DC. Not great for them. No. Uh, not 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 great at all. That's not yeah, what you no. want to be hearing Batman saying. No. Yeah, Affleck has consistently insisted he won't rush development of the Batman simply to meet the studio's announced release date. Quote, I'm a real believer in not reverse engineering products to meet a window or a date. So that's what we're doing. I'm really mindful of that. I'm not in a hurry to jam a mediocre film down the pipe. 
Good for Ben goddamn Affleck. He's like, I did Daredevil. I'm not doing that again. And then uh, he goes on Jimmy Kimmel to promote Live by Night. And he says, oh, uh, that was another thing that he called into question was if he was even going to direct it. And then he goes on Jimmy Kimmel and he says, I'm going to direct the next Batman. We're working on it. Uh, he says that uh, it's it's frustrating because Live, Live by Night, his movie that he's promoting now, took a year and a half to write and get it ready. And he worked really hard. But nobody gave a shit because nobody is like, where's Live by Night? But right. you got all these Batman fans who are like, where's the fucking Batman? <laughs> I want to see Live by Night. It looks fucking so rad. So he's like, whoa, yeah, I'm working. Cool. Give me a second. Uh, but now he says, I'm really excited uh, about the script. Uh, there's great stuff in it now. It just needs to get better and better. But we're working. I think we're ahead of the curve, and we're excited. And that's in a week's time that has changed. I don't know. On some level, I also like. I think Ben Affleck's a bit of a shit talker too, so he could know exactly what he's doing. And after Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, which he was in both of those, you kind of, I would say, you want to kind of hedge your bets a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. Ma- maybe yeah, like, I'm not getting shit on <laughs> again. Like. Ma- Either, yes, he is really intent to make sure it's a great Batman movie and get off my back. Don't ask me where it is. It'll come out when it comes out. Or it's kind of like, you know what? Um, Maybe if you keep bugging me about it, fuck you. I'm leaving. (laughs) Find yourself another Batman. How about you uh, keep your goddamn mouth shut and uh, it'll be out when it's out. How about that? If Ben Affleck were to drop out as Batman in the DC uh, extended universe, it's t- it's time to to Re- to cut bait. It's time to cut yeah, bait, it's, right? It's dead. Yeah. Like you don't. Yeah. It's not time to restart. It's time no, it's to done. kill it and wait four years, five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but the, then again, the movies have not been what you would call good. But they're making money. They're making really money. Yes. About. They're they're gonna make that Harley Quinn Gotham City Sirens movie. It's gonna happen. Wonder Woman's coming out. Uh, Aquaman's gonna happen. Justice League's gonna happen. Justice Flash, League is done. I think Flash is gonna happen. Is it? Uh, I saw a story today that Usain Bolt wants a cameo. <laughs> That's uh-huh. amazing. Uh, how about this? On, I'm, aren't they on the hunt for their fourth director for that Flash movie? Oh yeah, oh yeah. How about this? Yeah. How about Usain Bolt plays the Flash? <laughs> <laughs> Diversity. Are we still gonna get The Rock as Black Adam? <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about that. Shit. That is. De- that's like Trump will be out of office before that ever happens. No, you're totally right. Yeah, like it will. That that's how fucking <sighs> they put ten movies on the slate with nothing to show for it. Now Marvel is having the exact opposite problem, right? They're like, hey, here's all these movies we're gonna make. 
and then everyone they come out with is a massive fucking hit. Like, <laughs> well, shit, now we got to try to work sequels of these in somewhere along those other ones we planned. <laughs> I'm like, goddamn. <laughs> We're doing too good. <laughs> I googled Shazam release date, and the first thing that come up was a big... Uh, bold letters that said March 8th, 2019, but that's for Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Ridiculous. Uh, I hope it's good. I hope uh, because the man, he's one of my favorite actors. He's a fucking phenomenal filmmaker. If anybody can do it, he can do it. Let's let's, let's see what happens. I, I, I I don't think they have a release date for Shazam. No. 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 All they have is The Rock. Which, granted, is enough to make people go see Shazam. Right. But, I mean, if he's still there. That's the thing. How are you going to make, uh, like, it's really hard to, I would imagine, commit The Rock to a project like that without a date. Because the motherfucker makes 900 movies, 12 TV shows, and, like, you know, 19 YouTube shows, like, every year. Like, he's got he's the biggest man alive. You like, know you know how they do that? Fucking nine figures on a check? <laughs> I just mean logistically, like, time-wise. Like, I mean, you gotta fucking... Or maybe that's when his schedule was open. The, yeah, exactly. The, the last... So they're like, okay, fuck it, we'll do it. The last time anyone mentioned any sort of release date for Shazam was in October 2014. Uh, Warner Brothers and New Line scheduled the Shazam film for April 5th, 2019. Warner Brothers and New Line? Okay. April 5th? That's, that's, I mean, two and a half years from now. No way that's happening. No. No no fucking way. No. No, no, with no one attached to it. 2020. Yeah, we'll, we'll, let's say 2020. How about that? Maybe. Maybe. Jesus. What else and, we got? What's next, nice? Uh, up next is uh, Marvel CEO Ike Perlmutter might God become a it. Trump advisor. And we didn't get to talk about this on the show. But because of his meeting with Trump, we got our first look at Ike Perlmutter in uh, yeah. 30 years. Such a fucking ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fucking ghoul in this photograph. Like, and it's the perfect photo too because it's it's you know clearly taken like outside through the window. Like you have like you know the guy was he, he got Trump and Promoter in the frame like just. In a millisecond, and Pomodoro looks like he walked off the fucking set of They yep. Live. <laughs> He's just yep. looking like a fucking monster. It's terrible. He looks like a high-ranking official in a vampire cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like the old blood. He, he Ike Perlmutter as played by Udo Kair. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wants to kill Deacon Frost <laughs> for being too upstart. <laughs> uh... Uh, so, yeah, apparently he's being considered as a key advisor on veterans affairs. Of course. Um, but uh, one of the things I read said that uh, he's been very involved in veterans affairs. He and his wife, Laura, donated $1 million to uh, Trump's fundraiser for wounded veterans. Isn't that the one where the money never made it to veterans? Oh, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Is, that the, is that the same one or is that a different one? I feel like it's probably the same. Oh, shit. I should have included this story in my fucking stories. Did you guys see the video 
of the car crashing into the comic book shop. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Oh, did you guys? Either of you guys see it? No. Oh shit! It's uh, Huntsville, Alabama. It's a comics and game shop, and they have all of the security cameras for the comic book shop, and you see the crash from all like ten different angles. I will oh, link shit. you in the chat right now. There are two employees in this comic book shop, and they barely react when this car <laughs> comes fucking barreling through. It starts with the exterior camera. Yep. Oh, shit. You think it's going to fuck up that gumball machine, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That car comes so fast. So fast. Yeah, it just wipes out everything. Except that gun. Oh my god. (laughs) And the guy behind the counter just no souls. Doesn't even move. He's like, well, I'm fucking catfishing this guy in Arkansas. I got (laughs) I, I, I got shit to do. That is nuts. Like it. Uh, oh, and uh, Mary found a picture of. They've done the whole. They boarded up the window that the car went through, and they've done the whole. I assure you, we're open. Spray painted <laughs> on it. So nice. At least they have a little bit of. Uh, uh, sense of humor about it. Yeah. When I uh, when I was in high school, I worked at a uh, a Dairy Queen, and we had a car just fucking rock into the Dairy Queen from the parking lot. It was nuts. Yeah, I reacted a lot more than that fucking guy did, though. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, evil Marvel overlord Ike Perlmutter could possibly be a Trump advisor. What a fucking just legion of doom he's assembling. Oh, uh, it's... It's... Om- if, if it weren't our country, if it weren't real life, it would be comical. That oh, yeah. every yeah. position, every person he picks for every position is the antithesis of who you would pick. Yeah. yeah. And even like Ben Carson, right? Like you think that he would be like, whatever, he's just, you know, maybe something pertaining to like medicine <laughs> or surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like Surgeon General, we need, we need one of those, right? Right. But no, he's black. HUD. <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> like, like, Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 I, don't uh, really, I don't really want to talk about this one for too long because it's gross. Nope, because it's fucking gross. But yeah, Gerard Jones, uh, who wrote a bunch of comics, including Green Lantern, Justice League, The Shadow, Wonder Man, El Diablo, uh, and co-created the Ultraverse superhero Prime. Uh, let's not talk about the fact that Prime is a 13-year-old who can transform into an adult. Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, ar- fuck, I didn't even think about that. Uh, arrested for child porn. Uh, I have, I linked these two stories. I didn't read either of them because, uh, I don't, I don't need that kind of juju in my life. I already have, uh, night hallucinations. <laughs> oh, wait, so you uh, don't know the best detail about this What thing? is the best detail? They that... caught him because he tried. He uploaded child porn to YouTube. What? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you can't use a, a ZZ Top song in a YouTube video that that getting flagged. This guy <laughs> says no. Like, like kitty porn is gonna be fine. Yeah, it is super gross. All right. Fucking super gross. Uh, apparently, uh, oh, what does it say? What is it? Uh, a video allegedly found in his home is said to show children as young as one year old. Ugh. What a fucking monster. Moving on. Moving on. What a piece of shit. Uh, Marvel revises their digital code program, which up until this point was you paid an extra dollar for your paper comic and you got that comic yeah, digital. Quote unquote extra dollar. Now, it's not like there was a digital code free version that didn't have a dollar <laughs> on it. <laughs> but that's how they were able to sell the. Three ninety nine for all the comics. Right. It's the digital comic. The digital version of that extra buck is added value. So now they're saying, yeah, we're not going to give you that issue because people like to have their paper comic and then have the digital version that they could take portably, you know, on their phone or their iPad or whatever. So, so you could read it in in two spots if you need be. And if you, you know, collect that series, then you could collect that series both in paper and digital. And or, you know, keep your digital comics and maybe sell the paper ones. Yeah. Give them away to friends yeah. or kids or something. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why the digital copy thing makes sense. Yes. And now they're saying, uh, you know, we're not going to give you that book. We'll give you a book. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand this. So... To kind of re recap, what they're doing is they're <laughs> so every week <laughs> when you buy your comics, there's a code in there. You redeem the code, and it's going to give you two or more bonus digital comics. Two or more. Two or more. Oh, that's so a like deal. One, it's Civil War two number one, Captain oh. Marvel one, I think, or Captain Marvel one of the Captain Marvel books. And then, like, the first issue of the Old Man Logan run from, like, ten years ago. Oh, man. No hip-hop variants? Damn. No hip-hop variants. But, like, that's it. Like, if you buy 15 Marvel Comics, you get 15 codes for Civil War 2 number for zero. Oh, no. That sucks. That's yeah. super dumb. Yeah. And then next week, the codes will be for different books. That's way. I don't understand why that's a good idea. The only logic I can see behind it is the whole ex expanding the reader base, getting readers to check out new new types of books. But if you're giving them Civil War two, Captain Marvel, right. and Logan, like that's that that's it's no they're no deep cuts. Yeah, yeah. You're not turning you're anyone on a, to Marvel, those books. A Marvel comic book reader that's like, Civil War 2, what? <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're like, what's the thing? The thing from Brevoort is like, yeah, Civil War 2 number zero, just in time to promote the Civil War 2 trade that comes out this month. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Absolutely stupid. Let's see. Uh, then, he, then uh, this is sales director Jim Nazidas. Hello, Ryan, and uh, Each week, new bonus digital comic codes available only in your local comic shop. 
will offer fans additional pathways into the Marvel Universe, promoting Marvel's monthly titles, uh, no, Marvel's monthly trades, and create repeat retailer customers and Marvel readers for life. So, Kelly, as a retailer, do you see these multiple copies of digital comics presented to your customers as a potential for converting into future sales for trades promoted by that free digital comic? Nope. All right. Didn't think so. Just checking. <laughs> Just want to check. You heard it here first. How the fuck? How the fuck is me having like nine copies of Old Man Logan, like, you know, Wolverine 60, whatever the fuck it is? Like, how is that going to make me say, oh, wait, I better go get Old Man Logan? Like, now, <laughs> not what made me do that is seeing the new Old Man Logan book on the shelf at the comic store I'm in. If I like that, I don't. It's fucking dumb. My mom clapped for the trailer. <laughs> like, if you're gonna, if you want to do this, right, that's thing you want to do. Fine. Why take away the digital copy of the comic they're buying, though? Like, give them that. Then also these. Yeah, right? they, I don't get it, it. Isn't that the better plan? Like, if you want to promote stuff, that's fine. But you're removing value. I like, do feel like experience. there there is definitely a business move reason for it. But I can't, for the life of me, figure it out. Like they thought they were losing money somehow by giving you the paper comic and the digital comic of the same book. So that's why they're taking it away and giving you some other garbage. Crazy because the digital comic costs the same as the paper comic, even though it costs negative $4 to produce because it's, uh, it's fucking weird. Dumb move. Dumb Marvel shit. You know, what's not some dumb Marvel shit. What's not some dumb Marvel shit. This, uh, Plot synopsis for Thor Ragnarok. Uh, what's it say? Um, in Marvel Studios' Thor Ragnarok, Thor is imprisoned on the other side of the universe without his mighty hammer and finds himself in a race against time to get back to Asgard to stop Ragnarok, the destruction of his homeworld, and the end of Asgardian civilization at the hands of an all-powerful new threat, the ruthless Hela. Hela? Hela? One of those. But first, he must survive a deadly gladiator a gladiatorial contest that pits him against his former ally and fellow Avenger, the Incredible Hulk. They put I it. I want to watch it today. They bro. put it right there on Front Street. They said we're gonna have gladiator fights. <laughs> I want to watch it today, you guys. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I want to see it right now. I want to watch it right now. And then uh, you know Hiddleston teased. A, a Loki Doctor Strange confrontation, which th- this plot synopsis doesn't match up with the post credit scene for Doctor Strange for me. Like, are we going to see any of that? Like, Doctor Strange and Thor and Loki looking for Odin in New York? Or are we going to skip over that and it's going to be Thor doesn't have his hammer and he's on the other side of. The universe, and then he's fighting Hulk in a gladiator. I mean, it could contest. be. I mean, it could be. We 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 join our fight already in progress. <laughs> you know, he's on the side of the universe, gets his hammer back, whatever, and then like maybe 
Hela taking over Asgard is why they're trying to find Odin. And yeah, and in that, and in that, the journey they discover some some Loki fuckery is afoot. Did we talk at all about Doctor Strange? No, okay. you guys got you guys out of the country, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because we only yeah, we, we saw it. We only just That's saw. It, uh, what was the post credit scene? I still haven't seen it. We we only uh, saw it's it. Fucking oh. great! You should watch it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so fucking great! It might be the best post credit scene. Uh, probably in in five years. Yeah, it's really great. Since since Warma, <laughs> because it gives you so much, it teases so much. It's it's essentially Kelly. It's it's uh strange sitting in the Sanctum Santorum, talking with the fucking yellow gloves on, which is kind of dope. Yeah, talking uh, to Thor, who is drinking a big mug of beer that Strange keeps refilling for him mentally. <laughs> and they're talking about, uh, you know, Strange is talking about how, you know, he's in charge of keeping an eye on otherworldly beings in New York. He knows that Thor and Loki are in New York. So he, they Thor's fall kind of pissy about there being a wizard in New York. <laughs> yeah, they fall under his jurisdiction. <laughs> and Thor's like, well, we're looking for Odin. And Doctor Strange is like, okay, let's fucking let's find this motherfucker. Get you guys out of here. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, so if I help you find Odin, you and your weird ass brother are gonna fucking skip town. Yeah, you got to go cool. because I know I know what Loki has done in the past, so let's uh let's get to stepping Odin's yeah. son. So I'm everything about that is fucking great. Uh yeah, we really enjoyed it. Uh like you they, there were points where she first pushes him into the astral plane. Where you feel like you're Kevin Costner in Sherwood Forest. It is the first time I've ever regretted not seeing a movie in 3D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, because yeah. we saw it so late, there was no or 3D option. Yeah, yeah. Or on mushrooms. No, my fucking brain would fry. And then the whole. Uh, I, my impression of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. It's very Buffalo Bill meets uh, Bane to a point. It's very like, <laughs> oh, Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. Dor I'm here to bargain. I'm here to bargain, Dormammu. Dormammu, <laughs> Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. Dormammu, it puts the lotion it's on its skin, then it, <laughs> <laughs> or else it gets the hose again, Dormammu. But man, some really fucking just... Never before seen type action sequences. Yeah, never seen it before. Never get. And I, like, I'm, I was talking to somebody after the movie's over, and then like, I'm not remotely creative enough to even conceptualize such a thing. That that much shit, less execute it. That shit that you can't even do in a comic book. Yeah, yeah. That stuff that that is only able to be done. On a movie screen in 2017 with the type of uh, special only effects that in we have. Trump's world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some next level action sequences, and and I think I like uh, about it too is that the, the the ultimate climax, like the final fight in the movie, is not a giant action sequence. Like he fucking beats the big bad with his brain. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was very. Um, 
uh, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, bo- Dormammu. Dormammu. I'm here to bargain, Dormammu. Fucking uh, watched uh, Cap Civil War the other day, too. And um, goddamn, it's still good, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah, that's a good one. I do feel like they could, they probably could trim about thirty minutes off of it. I don't know where, but it's just a, it's a little long. It's long, it's long, but that's the thing. Like, what do you cut? And because- that, that was one of the great things about Strange is, it got in and out. Yeah. And what's so funny is, remember when they were talking about how they were done with origin stories and they weren't going to do an yeah. origin for Doctor Strange. Right. That was 90% of that movie. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's cool, though. He has a cool, interesting origin. Yeah. Like, you have to do the origin for Doctor Strange. Don't do Spider-Mans. Fuck that. You don't need to do Spider-Mans. You don't have to do the Guardians. You know what I mean? Like, some of them don't need them, but you need it there, you know? That's fucking great. So, yeah. And then the final story this week. <laughs> uh, uh, did you yeah. guys see... Rob Liefeld at the Golden Globes taking a selfie with Donald Glover. Yeah, and, no. and yeah, and a lot of like the the Hollywood trades took a picture of Rob Liefeld taking a selfie with Donald Glover and captioned it basically, "Oh, and a, a lucky fan gets a selfie with Donald Glover." <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so that's amazing. Rob Liefeld has inked a seven-figure movie deal for his Extreme Studios library with Graham King and Fundamental Films, along with Weed Rhodes' Akiva Goldsman. Akiva Goldsman, uh, Oscar-winning screenwriter for, uh, I believe, A Beautiful Mind, but also one of the screenwriters behind Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah Akiva <laughs> Goldsman is one of those, like, hmm. That's a real hit or miss uh, portfolio on that guy. But I uh, always get him mixed up with the guy from Lonely Island. <laughs> <laughs> but this is for uh, Rob Liefeld's uh, extreme comic book line, which does who? What is that? That includes Evangeline. No. no. It, um, okay, it, here it, I got it, it. I got it. it I got it. A lot of the the image properties. So I got like, it. Your, uh, uh, the characters see, like, include the... Brigade, Bloodstrike, Cybrid, Lethal, Rejects, Blood Wolf, Blood Wolf, classic. Blood Wolf. Battlestone, <laughs> Baboom, and Nitrogen. And, Baboom. And, <laughs> and they're looking to build an extreme cinematic universe. And but my, no Youngblood, which is kind of crazy. Which so like, it, it, is Youngblood a part of Extreme Studios, uh, or I maybe guess not? Yeah, I mean, he but he owns those characters as part of an image thing. He would he would have them. I don't know why they wouldn't be there. I feel yeah, like weird. maybe because like Blood Wolf was an image book too. I feel like maybe someone already has the rights to Youngblood. Maybe I think they do because Deadpool hit and everybody was like, "Oh, Rob Liefeld." What else do you got? <laughs> Which is crazy because, like, the popular version of Deadpool has nothing to do with the Liefeld version of Deadpool. Precisely. Um, like, he's so, responsible for the look of that character at this point alone. So my hot take on Twitter, is, as soon as I saw this story, was 
they aren't going to shoot a fucking frame of this. No. <laughs> not a frame. No, not a chance. What was his comment was, oh, I feel like the 90s haven't really been uh, served well on film. Uh, except for the entire 10 years of movies that we had in the 90s, you know. <laughs> that fucking guy. Jesus. Hey, man, he's fucking... He, he, he's getting paid. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's gonna get paid. He's getting paid, man. He still getting... Get paid. Even, even after all these years, still getting paid, taking selfies with Donald Glover... He is one of the most successful dummies I ever known. Yeah. <laughs> he is an ugly Matt Damon. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. That's the news, man. Good news week. Solid, I feel. Good discussions. Uh, yep. I, I, I think I think we all learned a little something this week. Uh, and, and I'm excited to see where the news takes us in 2017. Will a Batman movie ever happen? Is Ike Perlmutter an elder of a vampire cult? <laughs> I'm just saying, he didn't look... What, 30 years older than the last picture we saw of him, is all I'm saying. No. Right, right. Just saying. He, but he, the, he was shrouded in enough darkness to where if a ray of sunlight had hit him, <laughs> he might have hissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> he shielded himself and hissed, you know. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Also, we didn't see him not his. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just don't upload your child porn to YouTube either, uh, and God and just just don't make child porn. Just don't yeah. make it. Don't consume it. Uh, don't look for it on YouTube. Yeah, don't encourage it. Just don't. Just don't. Fucking uh, monster. Don't co-create Prime while you're at it. <laughs> Christ. Kelly loves me throwing shade on Prime. <laughs> And I don't know why it tickles me so much. It just does. Just like, fuck the 90s, man. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, God. You guys want to talk some... comic books? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let's talk some comic-y books. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. So, yeah, I was, uh... Bummed out to learn uh, this week that a couple of my favorite books are, getting, uh, are ending up. Uh... Uh, next month's issue twelve is the last issue of A and A, The Adventures of Archer and Armstrong. That kind of sucks. Oh man, that issue twelve. They just—that's the thing. They just relaunched it, okay. so they'll probably relaunch it again. Because I know be that was a book that uh, Viet was uh, championing for a long time. It's it's a lot of fun. It, it's pretty cool. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they came back again pretty soon. Uh, and then. Uh, what I guess this is issue twenty-eight. Uh, so issue thirty will be the last issue of Nailbiter, but that's reaching a very organic, logical conclusion. Like I, I've been reading it, thinking the past few months, like they've got to be about ready to wrap this up. And sure enough, 
they're about ready to wrap this up. That's okay. Can't be mad at that. Uh, so, you know, if you've not been on the nail-biter train, uh, hold out for some big-ass, nice hard covers, I think, because it, they should be coming. And uh, it's pretty excellent. So, love me some nail-biter. That's great. Um, I read, uh, for the very first time, a G.I. Joe comic book this week. Nice. Um, uh, are you the new one? Yeah. I like that a lot. I wasn't going to because, like, I know they're doing all they're bringing GI Joe characters into the Transformers books because of the new IDW shared universe. It's fine. But, like, I wasn't going to read GI Joe. I just wasn't. You know, cause I, I don't have an affinity for those characters. And then I found out Thundercracker was in it. I'm like, oh, and Skywarp. Oh, great. Okay, guess I better read this fucking book because now they got Transformers in them. The sons of bitches. Because man, Thundercracker and Skywarp are great. Especially the Thundercracker. In that book is the one with Skywarp. And the one Joe asks him, like, hey, uh, can I ride back to base with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's just like, you want me to open my cockpit so you can get in and ride inside of me? Yeah. <laughs> no. And the guy's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's, I don't know, he's, I don't know, fucking Bushwhacker or Wild Bill or some shit. I don't know who the fuck yeah. that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> they both wore the same hat. I feel. Yeah, this guy. He's 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 very blonde and has like scraggly hair and a beard. He could be a bushwhacker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a wild bill. I don't know. But interesting art in that book. It's, it's yeah. Very- that the artist is one is the guy who first worked on the uh, prophet when they brought that back as a weird sci-fi comic. Okay. And that's actually why I picked it up. To, well, I picked it up for two reasons. One, the guy writes it, uh, does a wrestling podcast that I listen to on occasion. Oh, okay. And then uh, the artist, because I liked his work on Profit. Yeah, I have no problem with this. Like, it's fine. Like, it's just very an odd choice for a G.I. Joe book. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is kind of odd choice. Maybe, maybe that's kind of the point, though. Like, the idea of doing something a little different. Yeah, it's... It's a relaunch that actually kind of feels like something new, which is nice, you know? Yeah. But just the same shit all the different day at Marvel and DC. There's something different. That's cool. Uh, Optimus Prime number two also came out, and they kind of at long last uh, get some interaction between the kind of the core characters and the Junkions. So you got fucking Retgar uh, is in the house finally, and he is delightful. I fucking love the Junkions. Complete with the ridiculous... Corkscrew spaceship from the OG movie. That's pretty great. Uh, biggest problem, though, with the Optimus Prime book is, weirdly enough, the colors. The, the colors are strange. Uh, uh, Joss Bertram is doing the colors on the book, and he's colored a lot of Transformers comics. So it's, it's clearly a deliberate choice, but the color palette is almost kind of like something you would have seen uh, almost like out of the 80s Marvel comics, you know, very flat. Oh, so like very flat. Very, very flat. Yeah, very flat oh. colors. Um, like RC's pink is almost like a fuchsia. It's like very flat, overly saturated colors. So like, obviously a decision, you know what I mean? But it's not like the story they're telling is, you know, like a real retro story. Yeah. So I I don't I don't know it's a weird choice like it's deli- it's clearly deliberate but I, I don't know 
why that's the deliberate choice that you make. It's kind of, it's kind of odd. I don't know why. It's weird. But fun book, though. I love the sound wave given the backstory on the, uh, the war where the, the Autobots and Decepticons basically destroy the Junkion's entire home fucking planet, which is kind of great. Because that's, that's an ongoing theme. They've just been fucking up worlds for like four million years. Because those guys are assholes forever. And uh, Saga 41, still good. I have a horrible feeling that book might be nearing its end, too. And that breaks my goddamn heart because all the Prince Robot shit is really unsettling the past few issues. And they killed the fucking ghost babysitter a few months ago, and that was fucked up. I don't like that, how that made me feel inside. <laughs> like, like, <nothing> is, <laughs> it's all so hard. It's so fucking hard. It's hard out there in life for a space pimp. I'm going to say it. But Marco is a badass again. I like that. I like that shit. See the uh, the Hawkeye is good. Uh, Moon Knight's good. Uh, the Joker showed up in Harley Quinn Eleven, which is kind of interesting because I don't think we've seen the Joker like proper in a story since the end of uh, Snyder's Batman run, or more specifically since we found out there are three Jokers. <laughs> so and uh, three Jokers and uh, don't they aren't, aren't they immortal? At least one of them might be. I don't know. That's the thing. It's weird. You drop the three Joker bombshell on us in a story, and like at face value, I don't hate that, right? Like it's an, it's intriguing, but then you don't touch on it for like a year, <laughs> and I feel like if I'm Batman, I'm not doing anything else but following up on this three Joker lead that I've got. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, no, no, fuck Mister Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever bullshit he's got going on, it'll get warm again. I gotta find these assholes, you know. So it's just an odd thread to leave dangling. Uh, but that Harley Quinn book is dumb as fuck, but I, I like it. It's but goddamn it, it's stupid. It's I hope really they put stupid. that on the uh, on the <laughs> on the trade. Lee Rodriguez for panelsonpages dot com says this book is dumb as fuck. <laughs> it really is dumb as fuck. Like, really, really stupid. But it's got good artwork. It's funny. It's still, it knows exactly what the fuck it is. There's a ridiculous Deadpool parody character in there that's like become a full on. Like, when he first showed up, you think he's going to be like around for a couple issues? No, like, he's a part of the cast now. His name is Red Tool. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of Red Tool is all of his speech bubbles are shaped like tools. Ah. It's like, screws and like hand saws and hammers and shit like that like all come out of his head and that's actually kind of fun <laughs> but yeah it's, it's an odd odd thing uh both the next ventures captain america books are still weird um really liked uh avengers 3 the mike del mundo art is something real special you guys it's real good mark wade right the hell out of it and I just I can't say enough how delighted I am to read a story where Avengers fight bad guys. Really, really like that. The Avengers fighting Kang. That's 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 an Avengers story. That's an Avengers villain. goddammit. it. Are they fighting other Avengers? No, bitches. They're fighting Kang. <laughs> that's, that's what they should be doing. Fighting Kang and shit. I might have to go back and check that out because like I just gotten so burned off, burned out on Avengers that I didn't even bother to grab it. Because it was it wasn't wasn't good and it's no fun and terrible like. But yeah, Mark Wade was the best thing that ever happened to those fucking books, man. Those characters. So like the, uh, in one of the 
maybe towards the tail end of the last volume or whatever, Vision went back in time and kidnapped baby Kang. He's like, hey, if I kidnap baby Kang, he can't grow up to be Kang. So he kidnapped <laughs> baby Kang and then deleted from his memory where he hid him. So, <laughs> so like, you know, a, a version of a couple versions of Kang show up like, you motherfuckers turn me into a paradox. I'm going to kill the fuck out of all of you. And so he's like, fine, you know what? You fucking take me as a baby. I'm going to go back. I'm going to kidnap all of you fuckers as babies. And so that's what he does. <laughs> they go back and they kid, he kidnaps all the Avengers as babies. And so like they're trapped in this time bubble where if they go out of the bubble, they will die because they no longer exist. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's good comic booking right there. <laughs> like That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's fucking fun. It's, it's good stuff. And uh, Mike Del Mundo drawing various versions of Kang from the time stream is pretty dope. I think you'll enjoy it, Kelly. It's good. What else you got, man? What's up, Kelly? Uh, I think of what I've been reading lately. I don't even know. I would be surprised uh, today because you're watching all the wrestling. Yeah, today I caught up on after like not watching any for a month. I caught up on both Common Rider and uh, Zeoger. Common Rider's been fucking awesome this season. That show is really good. <laughs> like I was not expecting the twist that happened in episode 12. Uh, which one was that? I forgot. I've seen 12. What is it? Uh, where they, with what happened with Laser. Oh, yeah! Right? <laughs> like, you fucking killed the dude! I'm like, yeah. the fuck is that nonsense? Like, this is a dumb kid show for babies. Yeah. Can't even kill oh, people. And now we have a really heartfelt death scene. Yeah, I was not prepared for that. No. No, that was really good, and Zeoger's, you can tell, is wrapping up. Yeah, I'm pretty excited new... for that next one. The next one looks pretty wild. Yeah, I think the new show starts, like, in a month. Yeah, and, like, everything about that looks cool as shit. Yeah. The costumes yeah, are all different, which is kind of unusual. Like, Yeah, I really like the look of that show. You're, like, your core, co- your core team has basically the same costume, the different designs on it, and then, like, you know, your extra rangers are different. But no, they all look different, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, outside of that, chat, uh, Nyes, been... why don't you tell us a little bit about that picture you dropped in the chat, Nice. Okay, this uh, this just popped up in my Facebook feed because uh, Potato Joe liked it or commented on it or or something. Uh, it is a uh, comic shop in New Orleans, Louisiana. I don't know what the shop is. It's a, there's a sign that says Pack Rat Comics behind them, but that might just be the comic supply house or whatever who knows but the picture is the more important part it's a uh old gray uh comic shop okay yeah it is pack rock comics i see the guy's shirt old gray comic shop guy with a pouty face sitting indian style on the floor next to a stack of comic books which looks probably two feet high at least Oh, that's not happen at some point. <laughs> at, at least two feet high. Are, are you all right, Lee? I wouldn't. Yeah, my fridge just fell off the table. Oh. Two feet high, I wouldn't say higher than two and a half feet. And it's a stack of comic books. And then he's pointing at a printed out sign that has a big dollar amount on it $1,481.20. And it says. $1,481.20 worth of comics not picked up from our poll service in the last three months. The single biggest threat to your local comic shop is not digital comics. It's ordering books and not picking them up. I don't 
uh, argue with that point that if you order comics and not pick them up, then you're 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 leaving the comic shop holding the bag, essentially. What I can't wrap my head around is that this two foot, maybe two and a half foot stack of comics is fifteen hundred dollars worth of comics. The bitches are four to six bucks a piece, son. Yep, comics are expensive. And as you fuck. know what? That's why people aren't picking up their comics <laughs> because yep. they're fifteen hundred dollars. I remember walking when I had a pull uh, subscription. I remember walking out weekly, well, maybe let's say monthly, with a stack probably four inches thick, and that's. Uh, I mean, do the math. That's fucking uh, seven months worth of buying comics. And I don't feel like I was buying $1,500 worth of comics in seven months back then. But back then, you know, back in the olden days, back in, you know, back in 2008. Back in the odds, they were still three bucks. You could buy a comic (laughs) book for a nickel, and it would come with chewing gum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's just that is a a lot of money for uh, a stack of tree pulp, and, and like you know, I I feel like you know per unit of fun or whatever you want to say, comics are the most expensive thing in the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like like for three bucks, or for for you know for ten twelve bucks whatever, you can go see a movie for two and a half hours, or I can read a comic for like. 35 minutes like it's 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 very expensive and also that fourteen hundred eighty one dollars and twenty cents that's cover price that's not what they paid for the books that's cover price which what well, what is what is what how, how much did they pay for that stack of comics roundabout you think it depends uh Pub- different publishers have different discounts. Uh, you'll get different discounts depending on how much you order. Um, I would assume. Let's say what approximately it, what sixty percent? Just average. I would cut it in half. Okay. So, at, at, I would say at the minimum, cut it in half. So still, that's a hit to the comic shop. Uh, who, you know, probably don't have a lot of fucking cash flow going around. But, uh, here's the thing. I feel like if they're a good store, they'll have the cash flow. Because I think you have to, in my opinion, as a business owner, accept that that's the cost of doing business and, you know, work around that. Also, yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm with Lee on this one. If, if you are a good store... And you have good relationships with your customers and your your pull subscribers. Should it ever get to this point? No, it shouldn't. I, man, like Man, Memo, at some point, I'm not ordering the third month of books for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My fucking comic shop, my local comic shop, closed down. And I probably hadn't been there in in a month or two, but with full intention of buying my books. Closed down, 
So they sent all of our subscriptions across town, an hour away. Wow. So I finally dragged my ass all the way out there to pick up. Did they ask you if they should do that? Uh, I don't remember. I wrote a piece about it for Pop, so it'll probably have all the details in there. Right. But I finally drove my ass an hour to the other location to pick up my my pull list and to, you know, continue to be a customer of theirs. And they had they had uh, gotten rid of all my books without telling me. Wah, wah, they, that's bullshit. Yeah. So that so that was that was the end of my comic collecting career. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, we usually wait a, we give them like a good 3 months to pick up their stuff. Because really, you know, like, occasionally you do get stuck with stuff because you have people order shit, and then they're like, oh, I'm moving. I can't pick this up. And, like, great. And then, like, a $125 hardcover they ordered comes in, and you're like, uh... well, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sucks, but you have to, like, but you have to know what's going to happen. But even at three months, like, that's. You go in and you pick up three months worth of books, that's a good. That's that's a fun time. You're yeah. you're getting. We, we do tell them we want you to come in once a month. Like in the agreement we have them sign, you agree to come in once a month, or I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, or that's you risk not us totally out of line. Out. Because more than anything, at this point, it's just a space issue. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we've got a bunch of pull customers, and we're running out of space to put all their stuff. So we'd really not like to have. Like small boxes full of stuff everywhere. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you guys don't come in, we tell them, you know, we'd prefer you to come in once a month, but if you need to set up something else, let us know. We can work around you. And if you don't come in like three months, we're just going to put your shit out. Yeah, that's not unreasonable. It, it still blows my mind that uh, two and a half feet worth of comics is $1,500. And say you bought a brand new car. For, for $1,500, <laughs> you drive that car off the lot, it will depreciate less than these comic books will when you carry them out the door. Yeah. Because you know what? The funny thing is, with his stack, you never know what's going to be in there. Because every now and then, we'll go through the stacks of stuff that's left behind. And we did that recently. We were like, oh, shit. Uh, Spider-Man Deadpool number one first print. What's this going for uh, now? Twenty-five dollars. There you go. Se- sex criminals so number one. And you yeah. find stuff like that, so yeah. he might have stuff like gems in there too. He got just piles of image number ones that are successful. Yeah, yeah. As I tell people, like, you know, what, what's a good investment for comics? I'm like, one, don't buy comics for investments, <laughs> or two, buy every image number one because for those, you just never know. I always tell people that ask me that at work, like, oh, what should I buy if it'd be a good investment? And I tell them, if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. (laughs) I'm keeping that shit inside. We insider trading, yo. I came across, I came into possession of a short box full of comics recently, and there was a lot of, uh, like, DC New 52 stuff. This was a few months ago, and I'm like, oh, shit. There's a Batman number one here. I'm getting paid, son. No, this is uh, Batman number two. <laughs> there, there, are, there are a lot of number twos in there. I'm like, oh, so whoever this box is for me already did the thing. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> those 
poo books just tanked when the rebirth stuff started. Yeah, exactly. This is before that, yeah. And it's like now looking back at the new fifty two compared to rebirth. New 52 is really bad. Like, there were some books in there that I was like, man, this is good. But now, compared to, like, actual good comics, they really kind of trash. They, yeah. had a, <laughs> they had a Hawk and Dove comic. Yeah, they did. Yep. And that shit was awesome. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking first issue, Hawk flew an airplane into the Washington Monument and then got yelled at by his dad about it. That shit was awesome. Lest we forget, Omactivate, son. Oh, oh Mac, that that book is legitimately great. Like that's not even me joking. About <laughs> that's I not even it. me fucking with knives right now. <laughs> I have that book on my shelf, sitting next to the Wonder Woman trades. Yeah, Omac was fun. I, <laughs> I remember Lee's fascination with Omac when the New Fifty Two started. It's like, oh, I guess I'm reading Omac now. What the what the <laughs> fuck is an yeah. Omac? And I was and legitimately Diddy bummed out when it got canceled. Yeah, and then Didio and Giffen followed that up with Infinity Man, and that was a fucking incomprehensible book. Speaking of books that are inevitably going to get canceled, like, how long does this Wasp book have? Uh, like, hard to you know, say, because they're, they're pushing that character a lot. It I might last longer than, I, than you think, because I'm still amazed that Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is still coming out? Exactly, yeah. Reference. How many copies do you think we order at the shop? Of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Yeah. Like, for the shelf? Shelf and pull customers. Like, 25? Four. Four? <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying because it's doing so well, you're surprised. No, no, no. <laughs> Four copies. That's why I'm amazed that it's still going. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I'm with you now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Four. I, I kind of dig that character. She's in the <laughs> good one. <host> <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's in Wade's Avengers book. I like that character just fine. I'm not reading that fucking solo book because I've got enough fucking comics to read. It's not a solo book. It's a team up book. Is it? Oh, I thought we were still talking about uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. No, 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 no the the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's Hank Pym's illegitimate daughter, who was raised in, like a Russian, like spy shit, not unlike uh, a Black Widow type thing. I just keep seeing what what is it called the the indestructible Wasp. Yeah, unstoppable. The, I think unstoppable Wasp. I yeah, keep yeah. I keep seeing yeah. it pop up in my Twitter feed, and I'm like, ha, that book isn't gonna be around long. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said the same thing about Spider Gwen too, but here we go. But here. that's an actual good book. Yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Uh, what, what else you got, Kelly? So I need to derail you with our. Uh, as far as comics go, I don't have much. Um. As, as Nice saw on Twitter, you can contribute to my cause to fly to Japan to get uh, <laughs> Hannah Kimura's hand in marriage, because she is a beautiful lady. Who is this? Uh, you just go through my Twitter. Uh, Hannah Kimura is her name. She's in Stardom, the same company as the match I sent you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and then you can help me get money for that by buying the Voices of Wrestling New Japan 2016 ebook. <laughs> oh, right on! Oh my uh, God, she dressed as Electra. She's wearing an Electra suit. 
she kicked those bitches in the face. In the face. <laughs> like, that's really all I want out of a woman is just <laughs> look like that and kick someone in the fucking face. I like, don't think just, that's unreasonable. No. I just want to watch you be mean to other people. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so go buy the ebook. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon for four ninety nine, or go to PayHip through VoicesOfWrestling.com, and you can pay whatever you want. Uh, and there's a forward. There's a forward in the Voices of Wrestling uh, ebook by Dan Mahoney. So uh, even more reason <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> yeah, you can pay. It's pay whatever you want on PayHip. Uh, you can get just get it for free. See what That's it's cool, all about. Man. That's or cool. pay, give $50. Why not? I don't know, man. That's awesome. Whoa. I've got two essays in there, uh, whatever show reviews I wrote throughout the year, a profile of Tiger Mask W, and I think that might be it. That's awesome, man. Cool. Congrats. Okay, breaking news uh, for all of you Cadbury Cream Egg fans out there. <laughs> a- apparently, Cadbury has added a new version of its Cream Egg. And it is an Oreo Cadbury cream egg. Uh, what? <laughs> Jose just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is an Oreo cream egg. I will link. Jesus. Kind of in the background of the show, I've had this trauma versus Canis lupus match. <laughs> My God, these motherfuckers are bloody as hell. Twenty minutes into oh, this, God, that mat, that mat is just so gross. By the end, Jesus. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, wrap it up. Uh, I just posted the Cadbury cream egg in the uh, Skype chat. Fuck the, that forever. The... I, I'm not a I'm not, I am not a Cadbury cream egg fan. Yeah, no way. Yeah, never really had one. Oh, I love that. Uh, my wife loves them, so I will always get her, them for her. Uh, cat, uh, Oreo thing. though, that strikes my fancy a little bit. Yeah, but is the inside still all jizzy. Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, see, that's so like. You that. ever it's wonder a- what an Oreo cookie load would taste like? <laughs> <laughs> wonder oh, no shit. more. Oh shit! I just found a picture of the inside. Oh, it context. Doesn't, it doesn't seem... Phrasing. Phrasing. It's not, like, liquidy like the Cadbury cream egg is. Huh. It looks, it looks more like they just took Oreo cream and Oreo cookie and smashed it up and put it inside of a chocolate egg. I might Ooh. be on in with that now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that actually looks really good. That might be too much. I don't know. Yeah. That might be too hot to handle, too cold to hold. <laughs> is, is that in the ranks with the double down? It's just too too oh, too hard oh, to no. live on the double down. Uh, the, the the double down, I can handle that. Nah, you literally can't though. <laughs> you literally cannot handle it. By the time the double down was on its way out, I I could fucking do two of those without blinking. Ooh, goddamn son. <laughs> Damn. Right, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, man. Go to work early tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> Excited about it. Can't you tell? I'm like having to be in the office at 7 a.m. to really fucking put the pepper in your step. Oh, boy. Gross.
You know, you don't know how excited I am, Lee, that I've gotten you watching grimy, grimy lucha indies. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I like good shit. Uh, I have no problem against it. I just, you know, I don't have a a bandwidth to search this shit out. So I appreciate it <laughs> because uh, these men are fucking horrible right now. Like just, the one guy is just giving the other guy a headbutt with his equally bloody head. Like it's like it's awful. Wait till the doctor comes in. Jesus. <laughs> if I finish this match, I'm going to go to bed. So, yeah. yeah. Come back next week. We'll do the show over again. Because you guys are going to be out of town to follow me. Is that right? Or will you be back for the show? We leave January 24th. So, yeah. Two weeks from from tonight, we will be out of town. All right. We are going Lee, to. I think I know what we can do that Tuesday. Oh, shit. I, know, right? <laughs> I like it. I like it. We'll do that. We're Good going, call, Kelly. We're going to Lost. Los Angeles, we're bringing the wives with us, taking them to Disneyland, uh, probably eat some In-N-Out burger, and maybe see the Hollywood sign, and fucking uh, cool, dude. shooting yeah, video uh, of a bunch of fucking cars. Yeah, I went to San Diego uh, uh, last year, in 2015, I guess. That was fun. I almost made the drive to LA just to see it, but I didn't. That'll be fun. Good for you guys. Well, have fun, you crazy kid. Well, before that happens, we'll be back next week. We'll be fucking back. Yeah, goddamn right. Don't anybody you know, fucking record any. As you see a new segment, we'll have something for you. Yeah. Don't anybody uh, f- upload any child porn to YouTube between now and then. I'm watching you. We'll talk about it. We will shame the fuck yeah. out of you. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll tell monster. everyone what you did. You fucking monsters. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, pink- guys, check out this weird <laughs> video I found. <laughs> uh, email us. Popcast at panelsonpages.com or leave the voicemail by calling 616-9511-POP. You don't have the fucking balls to email us or voicemail us. God damn dare you. What they, <laughs> they need to make a movie is Rob Liefeld's road trips drawing on his way to work. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh... You know, now that I think, I don't think if if Rob were to post child porn, I don't think he would do it knowing what that it was a bad thing. <laughs> I think he would post it with like the comment on Twitter and be like, "Guys, this seems wrong." <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. Like he, it wouldn't be him. Like, guys, check this out. This is cool. It'd be like, "This is gross. Is this all right?" Just not knowing it. Yeah, this better. is really this gross. Is film. This is really gross. Why did I shoot this? And <laughs> why did I pay so much attention to the lighting and cinematography? Guys, check out this weird video I made at Dragon Con. <laughs> Sometimes take it one step further, you guys. Oh, one shit. One step further. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I got one last thing before we go. So, did you guys hear anything about this Travis Tritt tweet about uh, celebrities should stick to their craft and not get into uh, like uh, Travis politics? Travis singer? Travis Tritt, the country singer. <laughs> no, please tell me what are Travis Tritt's hot takes. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Let me see if we, fucking. So it was, it it was okay. I'm I'm getting close. I'm getting close here. I'm going through Kurt Busiek's uh, Twitter feed right now. Uh, because this this is where we are with my life. Uh, so oh my god, so many. Kurt Busick is so thirsty for Travis Tritt right now. 
That's a hell of a that's a hell of a word picture. I oh my god. So I'm probably just gonna have to uh, paraphrase paraphrase it for you because Kurt Busick tweets like a ten year old girl. <laughs> so Travis Tritt tweets. Uh, this is in in response to the whole Meryl Streep Golden Globe speech. He tweets something to the effect of celebrities, uh, you know, uh, actors, songwriters, uh, performers, whatever. Stick to your craft. Uh, stop with all the political rhetoric. And in someone retweeted in my feed, Kurt Busick quote quoting Travis Tritt's tweet. Oh, Travis Tritt's tweet. Say that ten times past. No, well done. Well done, Qu- Quoting Travis Tritt's tweet and commenting, oh, that's very ironic of you to say, Travis Tritt, you know, as you're, you know, spouting political rhetoric. And I wanted to quote Kurt Busick's tweet, which was quoting Travis Tritt's tweet, <laughs> and say something to the effect of, I don't know if I hit a gypsy with my car <laughs> For me to deserve a Kurt Busick, Travis Tritt, Twitter feud in my feed. <laughs> and then I thought for a second, I thought that Kurt Busick would get notified that I quote tweeted him and he would read it. And he's probably uh, very angry, even though his profile picture is of a corgi. And he probably <laughs> he probably would have responded to me. And probably wouldn't have been very happy with the fact that I was being a snarky asshole. No, probably not. Uh, The second layer of that was my use of the word gypsy. And that got me thinking about Peter David. (laughs) (laughs) And Peter David's... I thought, did he mistake Kurt Busick for Larry for Peter David? No, 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 no. But, you know, same circles and all. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I thought of uh, Peter David's hatred for the Romani people, the gypsies, as they do not prefer to be called. And I uh, deleted the tweet and closed Twitter and uh, powered my phone off and threw it out of the car window. (laughs) (laughs) And then you look to your right and there was Kurt Busick. (laughs) And he looked just like this! What did you say, Lee? <laughs> More people did that, no lie, the world would be a better place. More people threw their phone out the window? Like, or just didn't say the first impulsive shitty thing they yeah. thought. Yeah. You know, like, I only yeah. do that when CBR tweets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Fuck CBR and their autoplay videos. Fuck those guys. Oh, and then Kurt Busick just kept walking towards you in a straight line. Forever. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, bit nothing away, nothing else in the show. You should watch it. Follows. Yeah, Take no, that no, away. No. I wrote it down and I underlined it. Good stuff. All right, yeah. So for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, and uh, Kelly Harris, I'm the Lord Reverend Rodriguez. We'll talk to you bitches next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panelonpages.com. Coming out, man. Fucking keep John company. And <laughs> zero zero was here. Goddamn right, zero was here. Fucking hey. All right, so yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Night. Bye.
They weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.